Hi, everyone. Gent is not a fucking genre, and this is the Heavy Boys Podcast. I'm Brody, and that's Bailey. Hi, Dan. Um, mate, how's your weekend been? I normally ask you how your day is, but I don't give a fuck about today. I want to know about your weekend. What did you do? Um, I fucking worked. Oh, well, that's why I don't ask about your weekend, mm-hmm. then, I suppose, isn't it? Uh, it's great fun working weekends, but I got a puppy dog last week. Yeah, how's that been going? Good. She's pretty good. She she hasn't taken to chewing or anything yet, so <laughs> not yet. She's still how old? Eight weeks. Well, this will be nine yeah. on Tuesday or whatever. Yep, she's still got a little while to go yet, mate. Mm. <laughs> no, she's pretty good, and she she's good to like walk as well. Like you can take her off the leash and she'll just stay by your side the whole time. She doesn't wander too much, which is good. That is really good. Mm. And taken to training super quickly as well, like comes to her name, will sit when you tell her to. She just does big sloppy stinky poos. Oh no, not the smelly sloppy puppy (laughs) poo. They're the fucking worst. I don't Mm -hmm. miss like, because we, I don't know, we didn't didn't, like breed them on purpose, but we used to have lots of puppies at one stage. And fuck me dead. I don't know whether it was like, what we were feeding them or whether like it was just puppies, but every single one of them, every time, not every time, but most of the time, they need to be slop. spewing or shitting everywhere. And it was barely solid. <laughs> and it makes it hard to pick up because I pick it up and it's still all over the grass. I'm like, I mean, to stand out the back, just hosing the grass. It's good fertilizer. Mm. We'll Maybe. see. <laughs> I'll tell you in a couple of weeks. A fucking jungle <laughs> out there. Mate, I um, before we get stuck into anything too serious, I want to talk to you about the um inverted music festival that's coming up at Metricon Stadium on the Gold Coast next year. Have you heard mm. about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about it? When's the date? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think it's in March. May. Okay. Um, it's one of the M's. Super dope if it goes ahead. Bit of a strange lineup, really. Like it's yeah, a, that's it's I almost a very too. niche crowd they're appealing to. Yeah, so off one. the top of my head, I know trophies are trophy eyes are there. Spider bait and is it fucking Skegs? Skegs, that's it. Headlining Skegs, Spider bait, the chats, trophy eyes, wax, stand Atlantic, and fangs. Yeah. Now it's supposed to be one of them like um, be all sort of festivals. They've got BMX, they've got skateboarding, yeah. and they've got like motocross there as well. That is really what they're appealing to is that kind of that indie surfy skatey crowd. It's um, built as like it's built as a punk rock festival. Yeah. So are they which, putting I mean, the skate in the stadium as well, or is it going to be yeah. the whole? Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to the say they're not they're not filling built. the stadium with that lineup. No. No, I mean, look, to be honest, I don't know why Skeggs are headlining. I didn't think they were that big, to be honest. No. But, I mean, it, it, it makes sense for the for the type of festival they're mm-hmm. going for, for the crowd they're appealing to. Um, yeah, maybe Violent Soho but, would have been a better fit. Maybe. I, I probably would have said so. But um, I, I'm just really irked about Trophy Eyes only getting like 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Because they've already yeah. announced the set times and everything. But being under the chats as well as very disrespectful oh yeah 
I don't even know like how the chats got popular. Was it like the Today then Show just or a something? Fucking meme or something? Yeah. I'm on smoking. <laughs> leave me alone. Like it's fucking. What is pe- that? Cunt? The people that listen to it, man. Oh, same people that listen to Violence I Hope. <laughs> and it's ninety nine dollars. I mean, you get everything else with it. If it was the music alone, it would be pretty overpriced. But if you get the skating, you get all the surfing. I imagine there'll be some cool stalls there and shit too. So, I still think it's pretty overpriced. Yeah. to be honest, I, I wouldn't be paying ninety nine dollars for it. But that's just because I don't see the value in like those bands. Maybe Spider Bait. Spider Bait could be worth like the ninety nine yeah, cool. alone. Um. Mum's always raved on about how good Spider yeah. Bait is live, so mm. um, maybe something to look forward to. But I, I would, you know, maybe cross and like cross all my fucking appendages and hope that Trophy Eyes is just going to do their own regional tour because <laughs> it wasn't until before the podcast I realized Alpha Wolf had already sold out their Brisbane show. Didn't even realize they were touring. Is this for next year for the latest release? Yeah, yeah. Where are they playing? I you had, know. Uh, ch- Trippet or Tivoli, one of the two. Oh fuck! Yeah, it's okay. sold out. Sold out. Uh, considering uh, at the start of the year they were the first opener at one of those venues mm-hmm. for Polaris, and now they're selling it out themselves. So fucking big up to the boys, hey! I mean, off the back oh, of that record, hope. they deserve it. Um. Although, I mean, I say sell out. Uh, well, it's sold out, but yeah. uh, it just says allocation exhausted. So maybe Righto. it's just like maybe that's to do with the tickets. um social distancing stuff as well. They don't want to oversell and they have to refund tickets. Yeah, that could be it then. Yeah. Then we'll release more later on. And to be fair, like I think they're still supposed to tour. Like they're not supposed to tour until again, like May or something next year. Yeah, I definitely had announced a tour. See, I didn't. I didn't find out until like earlier, like literally maybe about an hour and a half ago. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? That's so so rude. do they have openers announced? No, they. Oh, I don't um, think so. When they when they posted about it, I think it said um, like Melbourne or Adelaide had just sold out, and then like underneath that part, they were like, "Well, who would you like to see as an opener?" Mm-hmm. So, um, <coughs> diamond, diamond construct. construct. <coughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't Perfect see any fit. other band opening for them. Really. Mm, Perfect fit. I mean, if, if you think about it and how Australian metalcore is going through at the moment i think diamond construct definitely the best band to open for one of the Alpha better Wolf, yeah yeah like whoo. yeah and then who else they get in on top of that is just a bonus i think yeah fuck that i if they if that if they got diamond construct i'd definitely go i'd probably wait mm. and see how i could find a last minute ticket if not otherwise just fucking hope someone bootlegs it because mm. I want to go. Yeah, well, I won't be seeing any shows this year after the Art just announced they're postponing their show for the second time now. It's not until later next year now. So we were talking last week that it was getting very close to the show dates and they hadn't announced anything yet. Yeah, and we did. Like, I followed pretty much all the Fit Boys and none of them had posted anything about starting to pack or head over. And then, yeah, I think it was like literally the day after the podcast they'd announced it they've been pushed back yeah we had, we had a pretty good parlay about that and how yeah. we how we felt about it i don't know if we rehash it here on the, on the podcast but um i think it's pretty safe to say that um disappointed that the tour isn't going ahead mm-hmm. however i think we would both prefer that 
they reschedule and they reset and then they swing into next year ready to fucking go. Yeah, and bring the same bands, if not better or more. Yeah, because they um didn't announce no who they supports were gonna be no they're they're unsure. They've essentially said like we're gonna try and go for the same opening acts, but obviously it might be tough because it is closer to European festival season, I think, and I know some of those bands are definitely already booked. Oh, for sure. Um, for sure, Fit would be. Yeah, I think Fit are doing Tech Fest over in the UK. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. That we will. be very interesting to see what sort of concerts we do get coming into next year. Oh, I just need anything, man. <laughs> Let's get into that yeah. stage, man. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think anything would do. I mean, like, I, I was saying, like, I would happily go to anything as long as there was something there that I would enjoy. And then the first thing that I saw that popped up was that fucking inverted festival. And I went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I retract my statement. <laughs> Take yeah, that back. Yeah, I, I, I want to go back in a couple of weeks and just, like, punch myself in the fucking throat. Um, what, there was another thing that popped up. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, good things was supposed mm-hmm. to be, I mean, obviously wasn't going to go ahead. I mean, we hadn't heard any lineup announcements or anything like that. It was just a matter of time as to when they were going to break yeah, the well, news. I think it's, I think I got a memory for it the other day, maybe. For one of the other festivals on Snapchat. So it was meant to be like now-ish anyway. Yeah. I think, it, I think it, it's it actually would. normally on the 8th. So it'll be tomorrow that it normally is. Yeah, I'll probably get some memories come up tomorrow or some shit. Um, obviously, I'm more disappointed about that than anything else. But yeah. um, I'm gonna try and secure myself a 2020 can frick off shirt because mm. that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was I a right laugh end, when I saw that. I didn't end up. Um, I didn't end up grabbing a shirt um, from Good Things when I was there last year. I was mm. too drunk. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was gonna out. go pick up a, a trivium one, but. They were overpriced. So I was like, oh, if I really want one, I'll just grab one online then for cheaper. What the fuck away, isn't it? Mm. More often than not, it is like that. It's like $50 for a t-shirt. Like, no, I'll just get it online. I don't know why international bands... I mean, I suppose it kind of makes sense, but I don't know why international bands have merch that's so overpriced. Like, I remember when I went to Dillinger Escape Plan with Mackenzie, we paid $40 for... Yeah, well, she paid $40 for a shirt, right? It was a large shirt and it didn't really even last a year before it shrank down to a small. Mm. Uh, so now I can't even wear it. My Thea wears it, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a fucking, there was another sh- show that we went to. Oh, Periphery. Um, I went to Periphery and all of their shirt, all of their merch, I didn't, there wasn't anything less than fucking $40 if you mm. could wear it. The only thing that was less than $40 was a fucking CD and I already had it. <laughs> so, yeah. Same. Um, I think the one that stands out to me most was Architects when I saw them on the uh, All Out Gods to uh, bought a t-shirt for 50 and like the long sleeves were 60 and hoodies were 70. So, yeah. I don't know whether they do it just because of the conversion rate, but charging 50 boys for a shirt is rather ludicrous. What was even more fucking annoying about the periphery show was that, for one, I don't even know what that fucking shirt is. <laughs> and two, it was a fucking shit shirt. 
Oh, it was the only shirt that was there poorly. that I liked. No, not even that. Like it was just a terrible design. <laughs> and there weren't any better looking shirts yeah, than that. And I was I like, what that. the fuck is this? And and like it was either get the shirt that wasn't very good looking or get the periphery long sleeve <laughs> in the dead of fucking summer. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> no, I've found periphery have always been a bit lacking with their merch. Like I've always wanted to pick up something of theirs but i've just never anything appealing really yeah like they recently I, I just think... did that kind of collab sort of dropped in some all right stuff in there like the hail stand drink coffee fucking meme thing but mm. what do you do yeah we can complain about what we want they're not going to change shit mm. you're a bunch of cunts get good drums in the uh the uh, plug-in program doing too well for them, mate. They don't care about merch. And the fucking coffee beans, bro. Oh, yeah. They still sell them. Yeah. I forgot that was a fucking thing until I, I went to go and like look at merch on their website, and I was like, I forgot they did that. And they fucking they they still like give you the coffee mug to go with it. That's alright. So I mean, I'd do it for the coffee mug. <laughs> I don't know where I'm ever going to use the fucking coffee beans. Unless like, I go and take them down to a cafe. And say, can you roast these for me, please? They're my special periphery beans. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious because, like, we... Well, not we. I don't drink Bond, so it's just McKenzie. Um, not a lot of fucking cafes around here make or have bonsoi. So we either ask them if they've got it or if they'll, like, make us a coffee with bonsoi that we bring them. Mm. And I mean, half the time they're like, yeah, okay, no worries. But what a couple of weirdos are <clears throat> just like, no. What? I'm not going to fucking make a coffee with your own milk. <laughs> that means we've got to like discount you and shit because you're not using our milk and mm. all this shit. Like, well, how hard is it to just take a fucking dollar off your cup? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, like what's, what's 60 cents to a fucking dollar? That's all the soy milk usually costs. Yeah. Jesus Christ wankers anyway um before we kind of get back into it i just want a bit of probably the only really news that came out of this week is every time i die i'm releasing two new songs and i'm fucking keen man that the tweet was pretty funny it was like oh some bad news uh we know you wanted a song so you'll just have to listen to two next week or something like that so, yeah we sent me the screenshot fuckers <laughs> Sorry, it's fucking cold. Duper duper. Funny that. Um, now when you sent me the fucking the screenshot of the tweet, I think I may have only just like barely woken up. <laughs> yeah, it was in the morning. Yeah, I think I was getting ready yeah, for work when I sent it. Yeah, it was like the best thing to wake up to. I remember like, remember like screaming, like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Paul McKenzie didn't like that, but um, that that's very exciting news. Yeah, especially um, considering like the delay of it was because they weren't going to release it until they could tour it. So now that we're finally getting something, is so nice. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, I mean, I knew this album was like being made way before Putney was like involved. Yeah, and um, you know, coming into twenty twenty one is probably when they'll release it. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Low Teens come out in 2016, which is their last uh, album. Yeah, I'm literally about to check it. It's 2016. So, you know, going on to five years, 
It's a mm. long time. I think that's the longest gap between albums for the boys. But to be very honest with you, if um, well, not that I need to be honest with you about their own shit because it's very public. Um, I'm very certain they've all gone through their own bullshit. I know yeah. Keith Buckley went through some very personal family dramas and a lot of that's very um, open book on low teens is what the album's about. So um, maybe, you know, the time off to get that shit sorted uh, mm. as well as some other things for them. I, I, it, it's fucking great. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm just um, happy to have it again, really. Long. Oh yeah, 100%. So I imagine the boys will, will come out kicking. Fucking I probably, think we were saying to each other as well, super underrated band as well. Like they, they really are. don't get the credit they deserve. They don't. Like they still go on to opening slots, dude. Mm-hmm. Like they still open for fucking bands that they shouldn't open yeah. for. Like it, it, it blows my fucking mind a band that's been around for 15 plus fucking years. And they still open up for fucking, yeah. I don't know, people like Parkway Drive and shit. For example, I don't know if they've opened up for Parkway Drive. <laughs> They've definitely toured with them. Point of the point is, right, band that big or band with this much behind them shouldn't be opening for Not bands yet. like that. But regardless, um, I can't fucking wait. And yeah. would actually probably say that I think when we get to see them, maybe good things. Yeah, that could be fucking yeah. right on. I think you were saying they rebooked the same schedule, so maybe the following good things, unless they just throw do a couple of add-ons. Yeah, they, I imagine um, they would. Well, the Facebook page did say that it was um, the same line. Well, the lineup for twenty twenty one is going to be the same lineup that they had booked for twenty twenty. They've all signed yeah. on. Um, whether I mean, there's still a year between this well, now and then. So anything can happen, but I would put I would put fucking money on every time I die being a headliner. That's good things. Okay. I I, I have thought about it, and I I would I would like put that money spot on it. Carnival took last year. Uh, I wouldn't tent. say that. I I would probably give them a main stage if you've got absolutely no one else. Mm. Maybe like a a day to remember second headliner. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, if they if they put fucking every time I die in the fucking tent, I'm probably going to go home after that. Because, mm. I mean, I'm very glad I didn't miss Carnival. I think they were definitely one of the better bands of that whole festival last year. Yeah, I was over at a day to remember. That was my first time seeing them, so I, I was going to make it count. And they were fucking sick. Yeah, even the half an hour or so that I caught of them, they were incredible. I think I came through as they um playing resentment. They literally just started playing resentment. Yeah, and that's kind of when the pyros kicked off as well. I remember. Mm-hmm. Like before that, they had like confetti and a few other things. They're kicking balls out and toilet paper and shit. Just a fucking good time band, really. Party boys. Really was a day to remember, wasn't it? <laughs> Love me some pop punk never, with breakdowns. I will never get over saying that. It's like the <laughs> best fucking pun that always works. Oh, yeah. the fuck. <laughs> it always works. I'll never get over it. It's good shit. But I would also prefer to maybe see them at their own headlining show. Is that dead, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't... Um, Not that I don't 
like appreciate like seeing them at festivals and stuff. Like they they lost half of an hour, right? Just by sharing a co-headlining mm-hmm. spot on a festival tour with Parkway Drive. Yeah. And Parkway Parkway Drive only got an extra half an hour because they did an encore. Mm. They were slotted to get seventy minutes, and they got an extra twenty after that. So, not there's anything wrong with that. It's just you know, a data member had heaps more songs. Then they could have played, yeah. Oh fuck yeah! And I think they still belted out nearly twenty fucking songs. Yeah, they so, ripped through it, man. Yeah, I think I think in total it was like sixteen. So, yeah, but still, and when I saw, and when I saw them, they played nineteen. But Righto. um. There, there was a lot of filler shit going on when I saw yeah. them at River Stage. Okay, a lot of filler, but a day to remember is a very good fucking band to watch, regardless. Uh, let's see how this album goes, hey. <sighs> let's move on to Attack Attack because <laughs> I want to get this over and done with. What did you think of the new? What did you think of the new song? Um, hey, Architects. Hey Architects. Nice song, man. Yeah, it's um it's uh pretty disappointing as fuck. Like obviously disappointing how? What were you expecting? Obviously it wasn't going to be like fucking stick stickly or anything. I knew that for sure. But I didn't think it was gonna be more fucking butt rock metalcore. Like we okay. got, it was very boring. I like, yeah, there was a sense, but I was still expecting that kind of really upbeat. Exactly what Attack Attack are. Just yeah. some fucking crabbing, some synth, some fucking auto tune, just some cringe. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, hearing, hearing the, the teasers that they were dropping, right? it was a three minute track. And in total, they dropped about <laughs> a minute and a half of teasers. And the teasers literally gave away like all of the instrumental parts. And I, I think the, the reason, obvious reason why they did that is because the fucking, anytime there was singing, it was the same bit that they did yeah. at the start all the way through the end. So they, yeah, they so I didn't get through bit. much through the teasers. So it's not even like there was that kind of disappointing for me. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, um, I've already heard this actually. And, um, cause, who who's currently in this version of Attack Attack is has been kept under wraps very fucking well. To be um, honest, all I know is Caleb's not in it, <laughs> or um Johnny Frack. Yeah, Mr. Bill so, Murray, he's not so in it. So what does it matter? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> very true, and I mean, like, that's what a lot of the Crabcore um page was saying too. But um, yeah, that that. Currently, the, that that um, group is pretty divided on the song. From, yeah, I just from went through a quick read at. through it while I was having my pizza. Some were saying it's actually quite a good song, and then fucking the other half of the comment section was saying, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like it's boring yeah. shit." And I mean, I, I get that it's like a boring metalcore song, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, like, what else was it supposed to be? It's not like crabcore is very fucking relevant now. You know, oh, the yeah. whole. The whole metalcore and even crabcore thing has just changed into become its own thing. Like if you, it doesn't even make sense to do crabcore now. No, yeah, hundred percent. And that's kind of what I was saying before. Is I knew it wasn't going to be like the self-titled or anything like that. 
but like, what really fucking stumps me is that some people have like gone on and said, oh, well, at least Jamie's elsewhere is making a comeback. And I listen, I listen to some of their shit, right? From 2014, which was their last album. Mm. And I listen to it and I'm thinking, how the fuck are these guys even going to fucking come back with a crab core album or anything like that? Like Attack Attack couldn't even do it. Yeah. And the two main people left from Attack Attack who were in this new version of the band, they had, they had the best idea of like what Attack Attack should sound like and yeah. they still couldn't do it. Yeah. So it's obviously just a changing of the guard, you know, like Crabcore doesn't even exist in today's realm. No, exactly right. And um, going back onto um, members, it's um, Andrew Wetzel on drums, uh, Andrew Whiting on guitar, Jay from Drudge. I don't know what Drudge is. I'm, I'm assuming it's some fucking other band, but he's on bass and Chris from Nine Shrines on vocals. Um, to be honest, I actually thought that the vocals were the, were the worst thing about the song. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like it at all. I, yeah, I, it was very bland, very boring. And like, um, it didn't grab me at all. You know what it kind of reminded me of? Danny Warsnop when he came back to asking Alexander. Yeah, that first album back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Except like, um, this fucking guy is more than willing to like actually use his screaming points. <laughs> um, look, I'd be interested in seeing what another song sounds like, but um. Mate, get the fucking get Franz on the fucking vocals, mate. I would much rather I'd much rather fucking Franz. I would much rather Franz. How do you reckon though it would have gone if they did come back full crab core, full synths, full auto tune, crabby everywhere? Do you think it might have started a little revival thing, even if it was just its own thing off the side, and we no. had no, no, because I th- I think what makes I think what really would have made this whole thing a thousand times better is if they actually, if Caleb was willing to come back and do it. He obviously wasn't willing to do it because he's working currently as Beartooth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he still writes and records all of Beartooth's albums by himself. So, um, you know, if he's doing like five different tracking <laughs> sessions for everything on the album, it's going to be very hard for him to commit to another set of tracking sessions, um, especially considering how big his role was in Attack Attack before yeah. he left. Yeah. So when that got announced, I was almost certain that Caleb wasn't going to be a part of it. I couldn't see him stepping down from Beartooth at all, considering like them getting a lot of traction recently and getting some pretty big festival spots. I don't know if he had to step down, though. He easily, I reckon he easily could have just come back for one single. Yeah. Or even like a small fucking EP of like three or four tracks. It's not like they have to tour it or anything. Because mm. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine an Attack Attack tour being very popular outside of America. Yeah, no, and I think it was the whole timing of it as well, like the whole scene thing, and uh, fucking not Reddit, Pinterest, and that fucking feathers in your hair. Like it was that whole thing as well. Like Blackville Brides were getting big. All that sort of stuff. Oh, and they're, they're definitely a relic of their fucking time. And yeah. I don't think we're ever, I don't think we're ever going to get um, that sort of metal back. I um, recently subscribed to Kello. I don't know how it's fucking pronounced, but it's like Q E L L O, Kello, whatever. <laughs> um, 
it's actually a live music platform thing and they've got like fully recorded and sometimes even like full DVD live sets mm. of some of these bands. And there was, there was um, an Of Mice and Men set from like 2009 when they opened up for I Killed the Fucking Prom Queen. <laughs> like in 2009 here in Sydney. Yeah. And like Austin had obviously just been kicked out of Attack Attack. Like <laughs> mm. the, the hairs fucking yeah, all over his the fucking face. Thing, yeah. Like all the boys were literally like crabbing like yeah. up and down the stage. <laughs> me and Mackenzie were watching it. There's like only six songs that they played. And me and Mackenzie pissed ourselves laughing at one stage because like they're all just like on the ground, yeah. like playing their instruments. Austin's on the ground, like laying down screaming and shit. And like very dude, fucking like, scene, yeah. And the funniest part was, and you can tell it was very early on in their career because Austin's like, tr- he still like, was trying to get the fucking crowd to move and there was just no budging uh, at all. Even for like still YDGN, like they it's still like they just didn't get any traction yeah. in that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've also got, like, I also just think about it like, damn man, they were, they were opening for I Killed the yeah. Prom Queen when Crafter and Jonah were still in the band. Yeah. Like, holy fuck, dude. Like, what a time to be alive. Oh, yeah. There's so many um older bills in, like, that sort of scene as well that would have been so cool to see. Oh, legit. And even um on this fucking um, thing, uh, there was a set from Asking Alexandria before before the Black, I think it was after um, Road to Discovery, whatever the fuck Yeah, the one with the was. fucking... Uh vending machine on the front cover yeah 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 that fucking it was up it was a set after that album had come out and danny sounded so fucking good back in the day dude yeah i saw them on that run as well at a good soundwave festival and it was just lightly raining but yeah they fucking killed it man he used to be sick uh, from death to yeah. destiny is the album you're thinking of in 2013 yeah that's when i saw yeah, them death that to festival destiny. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, they used to fucking rip. I love asking Alexandria. Stand up and scream is still one of my all-time favorite albums. Hey. Yeah, but fucking for sure. <laughs> I I still think the uh, the black is a severely underrated asking Alexandria album though. Yeah. Yep. It was definitely a kind of like a return to form sort of thing. From Death to Destiny was pretty average. I remember when yeah, it came it out, I had it on. I was like, yeah, no. Nah. I'll tell you what though, I remember The Road. The Road is the song that I remember from that album, which is why I put that in the album title because that's just how I remember that fucking album. <laughs> I like that song a lot because I think I, like I was like, we're obviously in high school at that time. And when I was, that album had like swung through, that was like the one song that like stuck with me yeah. through that whole album. I don't know why. Mm. I think War Snob's vocals and that fucking song just fuck so hard. <laughs> I, I forget how high he can soar yeah, man. and how fucking low he can come crashing down oh, the earth. Yeah. And with such grace too. Yeah, I and it's fucking... got that nice like rasp to his lows as well. Oh, it just sounds so good. How, how good. How, I don't know good. how many times I sat in class and watched the uh, video for A Prophecy with my fucking <laughs> swoopy hair, dude. Oh, bro. <laughs> oh, man. The days of Justin Bieber haircuts are just yeah, fucking gone too, aren't they? Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. You couldn't pull that today's off now. Kid, today's kids will never know. No. Nah. 
good shit. I love that. But uh, before we actually, like, again, I don't want to delay us even more on our, on our list of things, but I just want to get this off my fucking chest. It's been irking me ever since I commented on this fucking post. So um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you saw, I don't know if I come up in your notifications that I commented on. Occasionally there was, I saw something, but I literally can't remember. Was it this morning or I, yesterday? No, I, po- I commented on something about 11 hours ago today. So it must have been that. Yeah, it was on. It was on a post about um on the gent shit posting group. This guy goes, "Arch enemy are better than spirit box." No, and I don't I, think I saw this one. And I commented, "I mean, there's not a whole lot to like about spirit box unless you like boring stale metalcore." And then in like the SpongeBob meme writing, "Oh, there's a female in the band. <laughs> they must have. They must have. They have to be the most creative band in the scene right now." To which one smartass goes, "I don't think anyone has ever said that." <laughs> and then another guy goes metalcore lol well, what are they then <laughs> well see that's that's what fucking irks me because because uh, then i obviously i reply like you know the way that people carry on about the fucking band you know they might as well be what's being said and then like even if like they're a post hardcore band th- they're still boring as fuck mm. like uh, the point the point is they're fucking lame and I just don't get the praise that they're getting to which I then get replied at. I wouldn't categorize them as either of those. They're definitely progressive slash gent. What the fuck is gent? It's a sound. <laughs> it is a fucking sound. Did you see fucking Spotify have listed that bar? Yeah, In their, their recap, they had gent as one of them. I know, but you know, like even even Periphery is a fucking metalcore band. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you mean, gent? It's not a it's not a genre. Just because Spotify says it is doesn't mean that it fucking is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even class like like black gaze is a fucking genre. It doesn't even make sense. The fuck yeah, is more that? like it's more like a sound rather than a genre. Like it's 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 not a fucking genre, dude. Like what? Like there's what are they? They're a metalcore band. Like just admit it. Just say yes. Okay, they're a metalcore band. No. <laughs> um, there was um one in that gen shit posting page I saw as well that I fucking lost it. It was um, what's a better name for this group? And it had three options, and the one was um, fucking Courtney, blah blah Palante or whatever her name is um simp posting, and I fucking lost it because it's so yeah. true. Yeah, dude. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. It fully like, is, like I said to you, the whole, oh my God, it's a girl in the band. It's 10 out of game 10. Gamer girl, gamer yeah, girl. It's the, same, it's the same gamer girl, guys. Like, just because she's a girl. I just, I don't fucking get it. Like, they like, have I, a couple I, of good songs. Like, I get around Holy Roller and Rule of Nine, but yeah. They, they it, don't, they're not as good as everyone makes them out to be. Oh, fuck no. No way. And like to to be very fair, like I, I give Courtney credit as a vocalist. She is yeah. very good. However, I just think that the bands that she's been with have been fucking terrible. I'd rather no. wrestle I wrestled a bear once. I've gone I've gone and listened to bits and pieces and I get it. I think they probably could have like brought met like crab core back mm. if they really wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> like the crabby death core fucking pretend shit. 
I fucking know. But yeah, I don't know. I think she's been very unlucky in terms of like what band she's been in because mm. I think they tried too hard. I think bands try too hard to try and cater for female vocalists when they should just treat them like a normal fucking a normal vocalist. fucking vocalist. Yeah, especially Courtney. Mm. Courtney's a Who fucking great vocalist. Yeah. yeah, dude. I think it's also like yeah. the whole pushing her right to the front as well and making it as if she's the only thing you can hear. Like the all yeah. spotlight that essentially attracts the gamer girl female vocalist sips. So I guess that it's, it works in a way, doesn't it? If that's what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. I just don't know if I fucking, you know, whatever. It brings more weaves into the fucking scene. So be it. More cunts to crush in the fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> and piss off in the gent shit posting page. I still haven't got a reply from that fucking guy because I'm just like, well, what the fuck? What what are they then? If they're not, if if they're not fucking metalcore, well, what are they? Like, gender's not a fucking genre. Like, dude, Periphery's a metalcore band. What the fuck is Spirit Box? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like a progressive metal band just doesn't even make sense for Spirit Box. No. Like, just because just because they have so many different passages in one song doesn't make them a fucking progressive metal. No, band. I was gonna say they're not progressive at all. No. Did you tell them to go like listen to Tesseract or um? I don't. I don't um, even bother. I don't even fucking bother <laughs> telling people to go and listen to shit in that fucking gent shit posting group. There's no point because their heads are all so far up their own fucking mm-hmm. ass. They couldn't even smell the shit if it was out their fucking nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I, how you feel about that deathcore metalcore page <laughs> on fucking Facebook is how I feel about the gent shit posting page like ninety yeah. percent of the time. I, like, I, I, I do the... try and stay out of there, but occasionally I, I do forget. I get a good it. meme. I fucking hate it so much, especially ever since like the whole fucking thing became oh. like irrelevant. I literally was... just scroll past the page, and that's the fucking banner now. It's the it's a screen grab from the art new architects video, where he says <laughs> we're just a bunch of fucking animals, and just says we're just a bunch of fucking. It's so good. I love it. I still, I still love that shit. But the fact that people get so fucking anal about the whole fucking thing is just ridiculous. I don't like it. People, are, people suck. I don't even know why I bothered joining these fucking groups. Mm-hmm. I think I do it because I want to laugh at people and how shit they are. Like the one, like the metalcore deathcore one I told you to look at, <laughs> and you were sitting there in Discord just <laughs> laughing for hours. And it just made me remember why I fucking left that group. <laughs> oh, that, that fucking page is so funny. It's just fucking so Ice Nine Kills worship, bro. Oh, and I don't, I don't fucking get it. They literally go through phases of who they simp over. Like either Alex Terrible, um, fucking Ice Nine Kills. <laughs> <sighs> I'm like a seasonal rotation. Yeah, man. Have you guys heard this? Fucking Demolisher five months after it's come out. <laughs> nah, man. What the fuck's this, bro? And then Who's some Alex guy Terrible, comments. Bro? Some guy comments. That's actually slam. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the fucking fuck. the slam. What the. Yeah, the slam yeah. page is so funny. Like how they fucking go in on people that like recommend deathcore or talk about deathcore. Um, that's so, not yeah. that's not slam. That's actually this type of deathcore. Fucking <laughs> that's slamming deathcore. It's not slam. It's different, bro. That's actually technical brutal deathcore. 
<laughs> Straight from the guts of the fucking dead tiger. Jesus. <laughs> oh, fucking so, uh, fuck Facebook is what we're saying. And Facebook's <laughs> shitty groups. Yep. <laughs> fucking oath. Maybe we just need to start our own. Wait, wait until we get a few more listeners and we and we get some <laughs> we can have some people in the group. Otherwise it's just gonna be the same as our fucking messages to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will join it two years down the track and be like, what the fuck? It's just these two tagging each other and stuff all year long. And then they just leave <laughs> as quickly as they joined. As if they would though. <laughs> That's a fucking pretty good community to be a part of. <laughs> I'd get around it. I would I would just leave I would Name the group, two two people who tag each other in things that everybody else can see but don't really want to comment on because it's just these two guys having too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like a thousand, hundred thousand people in the group, but they're literally <laughs> just us two, like talking about <laughs> shit. But then you can like see the scene tab. It's like seen by a thousand people, but it's just these two going back and forth. Yeah, it's just me, you and me. Just fucking. <laughs> just we we don't communicate through text or like message anymore it's just just through this page alone yeah like hey bro it. you getting on even, tonight <laughs> we don't even call each other it's just fucking yep discord <laughs> facebook page jump yep. on that <laughs> jump on the live stream in it <laughs> <laughs> yuck good fuck <laughs> oh fucking hell we better move on <laughs> enough shit talking for one night hey actually look um, we do have um, honorable some shit mentions. to talk about. Yeah, we do have some shit to talk about. But um, I, I want to quickly just brush over uh, Death Heaven, um, because for for the for the fact that and yet another live album has dropped, uh, another live album that you know we probably would have been better off seeing in person. Mm-hmm. It's it's great that we got it here in disc. Um, for those of you who aren't really aware or aren't aware at all, uh, Death Heaven, uh, a five-piece band uh, from San Francisco, California. Um, they're pretty hard to pin down into a genre, I would say. <laughs> yes. um, they have been labelled, and going back to what I brought up before, mm. they've been labelled as Blackgate, yeah. which just doesn't fucking make sense because it just it's either shoegaze or it's fucking black metal. Pick one. Um, but listening to them, you definitely can't just put them in one as well. Oh no, no way! Like, cause they're progressive, but they sound like a rock band until like that starts kicking in. Then they sound like a fucking really in weird sort of post-hardcore band in a sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's like a black and very... post sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like whatever it is, definitely black. Considering <laughs> they're all white. Um, but I definitely really enjoyed the, this live album from start to finish, but I'm a bit of a sucker for Death Heaven. And, you know, celebrating 10 years as a band in this fashion is definitely the best way to go about it, I think. Um, the, the track list is eight or nine songs, and they pretty much cover their entire discography. Mm-hmm. I think even though they've only got like 20 songs in total to pick from, to have like eight is fucking incredible. Um I think they do a fucking fantastic job. I, I think it's very uh, recorded very well. I was about um, to say, I haven't gotten all the way through it because I've been very busy listening to other stuff, but I just wanted to say the sound tech has done a fucking incredible job because this oh, sounds brilliant. amazing. It's freaking brilliant. It's Did you have any issues? Warm. 
have any issues like hearing the vocals or is it just me? It might just be you, but I only got like three or four tracks on before I put on other stuff to write notes to, but yeah. Cause I did try and listen to, um, listen to it with different like headphones on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just my phone. I need to upgrade, but I can't be fucked. But, um, you know, for the, for the vocals that are used, um, pretty hard to really hear him most of the time anyway, unless he's like cranked right the fuck up, which he generally is on albums and stuff. Um, very unique way of screaming too. I yeah. don't really think I've ever heard anybody like with really shrilly growls like that. And he's very consistent at it too. And although very monotone doesn't change like in pitch or anything like that at all, really, it's just different variations of short and long notes. Um, George still sounds fucking great. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing rips sound wise, man. I, um, I'm keen to go back and like put it on properly. Oh, you have to. Yeah, you have to. I've been, I've literally been listening to this in between like my top 20 albums, trying to figure it out. Um, I personally would have liked to have seen um, Luna instead of Baby Blue. Um, cause if they were going to pick an, a song from new Bermuda, that's Luna is just the way to go. Yeah. Um, so that's not the one to leave out, but, uh, look, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Um, clocking in at like an hour and 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy we even got that to be honest with you. Um, and, and to start the album off with, um, from the kettle to the boil. Woo! Big boys. <laughs> Man. Fuck that song so fucking good. Um, I'm not going to give it a score. Um, just just because I um, don't think it needs one. No. I um, I think it's hard to write a live album anyway. Oh, 100. But like, I what I what I really think is like if you if you appreciate metal, if you appreciate heavy music or even I suppose rock music to some fucking extent, um, you would probably appreciate this album. Yeah, there's definitely something anyone can grab from it. And um, be be that as it may, that like yeah, sure, screaming's not really everyone's fucking cup of tea. Whatever, grow a cock. Um, I think that this is definitely a band to start introducing yourself into that style of music. As the mm-hmm. instrumentally, they're not a very heavy band. Um, I think the heaviest part about them is the vocals and and maybe the drummer himself because. I, like, I think most of that hour, 20 minutes, I think maybe like a whole hour of that is just blast beats. <laughs> and playing it on like a fucking, a, a four piece kit. Yeah. I think maybe even a three, like fucking incredible. I, I, I highly rate the album. It, that is 10 years gone is the album name. And that is from Death Heaven. It come out on Friday. Um, I highly recommend anybody listens to it. It's a great album, a great live album. Yeah. Um, and probably one of the better ways to um, enjoy live music this year, considering <laughs> we can't do it. Just jump around um, your living room or something. Fuck, if you're going to jump around your room to death, heaven, you're a fucking maniac. <laughs> um, if you're going to do that, go back and listen to Fit for an Autopsy Rain City. Session. Oh, the Rain City one, man. Oh. Mm. 
I could talk about mm. that fucking album. It's so good, man. It's so Flatlining good. on that, I think, was a standout. Yeah, I, I literally still have that in most of my playlists. I don't even pick the Depression the normal, Sessions yeah. version anymore. Because Joe's vocals sound so mm-hmm. fucking good. They're so meaty. And that fucking, that long note right at the end of the yep. song. He, hold, he holds it for yeah. so much longer live, yep. bro. He holds that dude but is the man he is the fucking incredible bro oh my god i don't want to keep talking about old shit (laughs) we've Uh, got to talk about some honorable mentions so what we kind of wanted to do with this was come together and bring you five different ones each and then if the other one has something we also enjoy just to chime in, just to give five hours that we definitely thought kind of needed a mention that we wanted to, in our top twenties that we'll be doing soon, but just couldn't make it work because it's been such a fucking rad year for music, man. It has been too. And I think, I mean, I, speak for your fucking self, but when like COVID swung around, I thought, fuck, you know, Here like go, yeah. this is, this is going to fucking ruin 2020, you know, like there's not going to be any new music. There's not going to yeah. be anyone wanting to tour. There's not going to be any sort of like person willing to fucking go out and do it. And we got so many fucking good <laughs> albums this yeah. year. Like it was, it's, it's so hard. Like we're still finalizing our 20 as we mm-hmm. speak, like to even have come up with five, like these five was so hard yeah so, my, so my order is still changing every day like i swapped like three or so albums around this morning for my 20 yeah look it's it's tough and you know once once this is finished recording that that's set in stone <laughs> we, we have to roll with what's left in our 20 <laughs> um so i think i'm going to be kicking myself come next week or whenever we decide to do the <laughs> 20 to 11 um but Mate, do you do we want to just start with our honourable mentions? What did what we're not going to count as the five that we really want to talk about today? Yeah. Do you, did you have any that really stood out that you? I've got a few because mm-hmm. my honourable mentions. Um, for me, what deserves an honourable mention is an album that really like maybe that I played up to ten times. Um, an album that kind of stuck with me a little bit after it was released. Yeah. Um, it doesn't particularly have to be an album that I thought was really great in the long in the long run in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, but it's still something album, that got a lot of replay value and was it's worth listening to. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So, um, for my for my um, honorable honorable mentions, so the ones that didn't make the five honorable mentions that I'm going to talk about, um, from top to bottom in no order, um, August Burns Red Guardians. Mm-hmm. Thundercat, it is what it is. Juice World, Legends Never Die. Yeah. Justice for the Damned, Pain is Power. Banger Glass record. Animals. Yeah. Considering I wasn't really a fan of Justice before 100%. this album. Yeah. I'm in is, exactly this, the same boat. This is the fucking one, man. They're, they're onto the it one. here, yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to take the crown from Aversions, bro. Mm. As like the premier, like raging deathcore band. Yeah. I'm very excited to see them now. Like, yeah, 100% before this, I was never really a fan, but this album is really something special, I think. Oh, for sure. For fucking sure. Um, Glass Animals, Dreamland. I had Invent Animate with Grave You. 
Yep. Four years strong, brain pain. Amine in limbo. Misfortune's debut self-titled, which un- very unfortunate circumstances for them, but don't fuck kids. Um, <clears throat> Nick Murphy with Music for Silence. Um, and Big Sean's Detroit 2. Yeah. The, uh, the long-awaited sequel to his fucking very underrated mixtape. Uh, Downswing, Good Intentions, and last but Unfortunately, not least, uh, Trivium, What the Dead Men Say. Damn. It was very hard to leave that out of the five, let alone the 20. Yeah. But um, the it's just the way of the road, bro. <laughs> it's just the way of the road. Um, briefly touching on it, did you listen to the fucking Havey Dine song? No, I haven't listened to it. I'm I refuse. I turned it off very quickly. I, I refuse to listen cringy. to it. Yeah, I, I assumed it would have been. I think I think Matt's kind of going into that meme Twitch culture a little mm-hmm. too much, and he needs to stop. Like I don't know, I don't like what he's fucking doing with his hair. Yeah, and the beard. <laughs> he looks yeah. so fucking weird. Like he actually looks like one of the World of Warcraft gamer nerds before <laughs> they got fat. <laughs> Yeah, come on, hey, you know, pull look, yourself together, mate. <laughs> but look, it's whatever. Um, speaking of Heafy, fuck, did you did you put that track on? I haven't got around to his one yet. But like looking at that as well, it was it was a twenty twenty release. I feel like if we heard that one earlier, it, yeah, it, well, it could have been noted. Yeah, look, I mean. It's a fucking solid listen. I recommend you go and do it wherever, whenever you can, however you can, because it's fucking good. Um, so we're talking about uh, Drag Me Down by a band called Cable. So the way this came up, there's a tour announced for next year over in the UK, which is Humanity's Last Breath, Black Tongue, and these guys. So you went and threw that a- album on, and you're like, yeah, fuck, this, this rages, boys. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it's so weird, because it's like... <laughs> Because, I mean, I think we've talked about it already. Like, you can um, kind of make the similarities in those Swedish metal bands, especially now with the Thrall yeah. thing getting around really intensely. Like, Meshuggah is the king, and then it kind of, for me, it kind of goes Viljada and then Humanity's Last Breath. And then, I mean, if you really had to stack it up and maybe throw around the order a little bit, Meshuggah, Humanity's Last Breath, fucking Viljada, and then cable like yeah. these guys fit so snug into that fucking little niche market if we had to fucking like make the big four of swedish metal it's those cunts yeah and considering we're going to get an album from both viljada and humanity's last breath next year i think that's going to be the kind of the, that turning point of who takes that number two spot <laughs> yeah i'm dude, so keen man sure. i think both are going to rip yeah it's, it's going to be very fucking interesting very, very interesting. Um, so just some ones I wanted to talk about. Uh, Berry Tomorrow released Cannibal, which was a really solid listen. Um, Caligula's Horse with Rise Radiant, a band you mm. showed me this year. Little Brizzy Boys, I think they are. Yes. So, so repping the hometown. Good work, boys. Killer record if you like that. Proggy, if you want to say genty, But it's not even really genty in like the, the other stuff. Mm. I'd say... Yeah, I... I think they'd be pushing it to say Genty. Because they're I not super heavy either, though. 
No, like they don't definitely... rip like Blood Eagle and Periphery or stuff, but it's more like the lighter side of Periphery. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I really like Caligula's horse, but go that, on. That was a ripper. Um, one that I came so close to mentioning in my five was um, Power Through Pain by the Great American Ghost. I found this one earlier in the year, and I had it on repeat for so long. Um, just a bit of hardcore. The fucking opening track, um, Rat King or King of the Rats. Fucking yeah, that's goes a fucking hard. ripper. That's yeah. a fucking ripper. Uh, the bro. intro to that song is so good. I feel like it's the best way to open a set. He kind of like starts out just talking, slowly building aggression and distortion in his vocals, and then just fucking rips, and then it just comes in. It's so good. So I had that one on repeat for so long, and it, like it was in my twenty for a very long time, and just kind of got nudged out just in the end. Um, Afterburner, Dance, Gavin, Dance. Fucking love those boys. Really solid yeah. release. Doesn't touch Mothership for me though, so I kind of nope. Kind of had to leave it out. Um, other big ones for me. I want to say end, but if it had the production job that Justice did, considering they came out like one or two weeks difference, yeah. I feel like the Justice one is what end should have sounded like, considering it's a partner oh, yeah. job and it. You listen to it, you don't think he recorded it and produced it. Because when you th- hear partnering, you think really tight, really fucking well done, put together record. And that the end one wasn't that. And I found myself go back to the EP every other time. Like I might throw yeah. Pariah on or something like that, cover not. That, and then I go straight back to the other one. Was just very like mushy. Mm. Almost Is like a DIY hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just didn't sound right mm. it's kind of like putney had his fucking head in other places and kind of just left his own band to the back burner mm. which is a bit disappointing because yeah he would have had a- justice in around the same time he was doing this because yeah. coming out like that two-week difference but also don't forget too like i mean i i didn't forget um and also probably why it sounds so fucking bad he was also working with every time i die and if yep. you remember mm. and on top of that He's been across the fucking like the every. He's been across every yeah. Major he's touched everything this year. So I mean, maybe okay, that was it though. Sure. He was a bit sick of that really tight, polished sound that he just wanted to fucking let loose in a nice little hardcore outfit. Maybe that was I it. Mean, but he, yeah, he tried. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like with the better production, it would have been a way better listen. Mm. Um. For your rap, um, Lil Baby and Gunner had some sick ones. Obviously, you mentioned the Big Sean one. Future was a fun record, High as Life. Um, you touched base on Invent Animate. And then I think I have another one. That might be it. But yeah, those are the ones I just kind of want to bring up. Maybe even, yeah. Go listen to Year of the Knife and our Black Crown Initiate. They were some cool albums too. Very well done. Alrighty, well so done. five albums that we struggled to not put into our 20 and wanted to shed some light on for you beautiful people. Yeah, and um, it's um, I'm actually pretty glad that I spent a lot of today doing this because, like, it, it, I, I fucked around with my 20 <laughs> and um, I've actually had one of the bands in the 20 fall out I'll leave Into that up this to you. List? Yeah. Okay. So it's 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 getting very interesting. 
but I'll, I'll start with the major one for me, like the, the one that I will say literally only just fucking missed okay. out. And that's uh, Run the Jewels with RTJ4. Yep. Now, uh, mate, Killer Mike and LP. <laughs> the they, fucking uh, boys. Mate, they fucking came back with another Killer LP. Uh, I hate you so much. <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> I thought that was great. Don't do this again, man. <laughs> uh, look, um, let, I'm just going to quickly break down as much of this album as I can, as well as, well as the other ones. Um, but we'll obviously go like album for album, just so we're not like consistently talking for fucking hours. Um, yeah. This album was released early due to the fucking uh, the police protests after the George Floyd mm-hmm. murder. Um, they actually released the album for free on their website and then set up a donation page yeah. um, for the uh, National Lawyers Guild Mass Defense Fund. Uh, it ended up getting $50,000. Yeah, big ups. In donations. So uh, congratulations to Run the Jewels and um, and those guys. I think that's fucking uh, incredible, especially to raise $50,000 in mm-hmm. 16 hours. Yeah. And like, they've always been that's... so good for the community as well. Like, they're... They're fantastic people, fantastic role models, as well as making fantastic music. Oh, 100%. And look, like, the, I mean, obviously due to the to the nature of the, the world that we live in now, um, obviously lyrical themes, you know, touch on the police brutality, mm-hmm. racism, Black Lives Matter type movement, Me Too, all that fucking bullshit. Um, personally, I don't believe it's their strongest material in terms of individual songs. I yeah. would still give that crown to um, RTJ2. Two, yeah. Um, Maybe um, with number four, it wasn't really. Um, it's maybe its message wasn't sinking into me enough because it doesn't mean anything to me personally. I just didn't really think it was that all that for, for me personally. Not shit canning what they were saying, you know, whatever they say is fucking not being gold. directly. Not being directly impacted by what they're talking about has mm-hmm. made it very hard for me to go, okay, well, I, I understand this. I, I yeah, understand 100%. That. I think that's what everyone kind of says about uh, Pimper Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar as well. Fantastic album, but a lot of people did kind of find it hard to connect on that next level. Yeah, but those people are shit guns. Mm. Anyway, um, look, I, I, it's it, there's phenomenal production from start to fucking finish. and um, As you come to expect from the fucking boys. Oh, 100%. LP is so good at what he fucking does. And not only is he a, a really solid producer, but I feel like he kind of steals the show from Killer Mike a lot on this album yeah. from time to time, especially in Holy Fuck, which I will say is the best song. For, for me, personally, my favorite song of theirs out of their entire discography. Wow. The way that they just they start that they start that song in such a way, and then when it gets to that fucking minute thirty mark and goes in a completely opposite direction, yeah. Oh my fucking <laughs> lord, it bops, dude. It fucking slaps, um, dude. Mike and LP just bring in their swagger so much on that song, and it's a fucking just a really solid outing for them. Um, not only that, I think just uh, with Pharrell Williams and Zach De La Rocha, Rocker, I don't know how to say it. I think sorry. he's featured on every single one of their albums now. Zach. Yeah, pretty much. 
um, they always get the best out of him, always. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I really believe he should just drop his own studio shit, like his own solo project, like he yeah. teased back in the fucking back in the day before even RTJ two was out. He had that one single that come out, and it was a fucking belt. It was mm-hmm. a belter. I couldn't believe it. Like I to hear um, such a, a pivotal voice in like that new metal, like a hard rock sort of sound coming through from like Rage Against the Machine to Audio Slave and all that sort of stuff. Well, for me growing up, because it's like the music that my yeah. dad were into and all that type of shit. Um, it was incredible to hear Zach do something that I would have never thought he was going to do, especially over such a really loud rap beat, like hip hop beat. Yeah. To come back to um, this album just quickly though, um, mate, if you haven't listened to RTJ, Run the Jewels at all, um, you're a cunt. Do yourself a fucking favor and just put them on. I would say RTJ too. Yeah. Then maybe come to this one. Um, but that's only to just compare like how far they've really come. Oh yeah, it is leap like, and bounds in like production and beats and that. Yeah. Yeah, I I would say that would be the that was that was the hardest one to leave out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you saying the other night that it uh really did slip out of your list too. At like one stage, it was number four or something, and now it's it was all the way out. It was it was fucking really high up there. As soon as it came out, again honeymoon period. It was in the top ten. It did, did sit at number four. And then it kind of fell out of that 10 and maybe would have sat in the 11 to 20. And then um, just so many other better albums come out and um, I couldn't I couldn't leave it in there. Very upsetting that it had to come out. But at the end of the day, um, it only would have stayed in there for the fact that I love Run the Jewels. So the fact that it makes it out of the list kind of makes sense to me now, personally. Mm. And also speaks volumes to the releases we had this year as well, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, don't know if it would really stack up as like an album of the year contender for anyone mm-hmm. really, but... Um, Still a really listen. solid release nonetheless. Run the jewels, RTJ4. Get your fucking ears around it. Hurry up. Well, I might follow in the same suit. Uh, one that I definitely wanted to put into my list and was a struggle not to and is California Cursed by Drain. So uh, after hearing the album name, you win no prizes for guessing where they're from. They're a metallic hardcore band and you can really hear the huge Metallica Pantera influence and like being from the West Coast. It's only 22 minutes long with 10 tracks, but it really comes in and fucks your shit up and then leaves before you know what's happened. Super easy just to leave on for a couple couple of listens in a row. Um, yeah, and I I didn't really just be, just before you go on, I want to get a ten cents worth in, um, because when you sent that album to me, that was the first time I'd fucking heard it. Yeah, was this the other day, or did I send it? Yeah, a while this ago? Was literally the other day. Yeah, and, yeah, I think I said um, to you, "Hey, I'm swapping out an album for this for my yeah five, yeah, yeah, you did." And um, I think even earlier again today, you were like, "Fuck, bro!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> drain. Um, it's it's a fucking really solid album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, sure, it's not really an album at 22 minutes of length, <laughs> yeah. but every Veil of Meyer album is, besides the clean vocal albums have been under 30 minutes. Get fucked. Um, Metallic Hardcore is a really, um, is a genre starting to fucking blossom uh, mm-hmm. ever since Code Orange became really fucking big. Um, when what, 2014, I want to say? Yeah, they won or, album of the year, I think, with. I think it was 2017, forever. actually. 2014 was Code Orange Kids. <laughs> Mom, we're I'm not so Code glad. Orange Kids anymore. We're just Code Orange. We've grown up now, Mom. Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, Forever was 2017. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was. Yeah. I, I-, I am is the. Yeah. 2014. I'm all over it. Yeah, no, Drain's a fucking good album. Good band, good album. Um, yeah, it's got some huge headbanging parts. Um, I feel like the snare drum is a really almost like the soul to the album as well. Super poppy. And um, it's just recorded so well. It sounds really live. It doesn't sound overproduced. As if they almost went for that kind of old school metal recording style and even the tones in that um the end of the title track closes off the album perfectly with a nice little breakdown as well and the vocalist has that sort of old school punky hardcore approach to his vocals where it's more like a shout than a scream yeah which is really cool to hear but yeah this album's a lot of fun and um they've got some pretty cool live videos as well from like that it's hard this is hardcore and um there was another other festival they did in some look what looked to be like a warehouse. So drain us sick. Um, California cursed. Get it in ya, boy. <laughs> the um the, the next album I want to bring up um and this is another one that um I did listen to a little bit when it came out, but um this one and another album that I will bring up. Uh, kind of, kind of fell off the radar for me as soon as other better things came out. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, these are, this is still a very solid album, and uh, this one's from Slowly Slowly. It's uh, Race Car Blues. Now, um, I, I, I think these guys were the best find of 2018 when they dropped Saint. Leonard's. Yeah, I think um, Triple J. As much as I fucking hate how they push alternative yeah. and indie music. They, they really hit the nail on the fucking head with this one. Mm-hmm. Not only were they really good uh, sonically, a really tight, cohesive fucking band on, on, in, on an album, but I saw them at Good Things waiting for Enter Shikari and they went fucking off, dude. Like I've never seen a circle pit for <laughs> a fucking like, like an indie rock band ever and they fucking got one. <laughs> they got one. It was incredible. I couldn't believe it. Um, they compared to 2018. Uh, obviously, tighter songwriting. They've 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 figured out what they want to do in terms of storytelling. I think their lyrics have always been their selling point for me personally. Yeah. They always tell such a fucking. Great, I'm getting goosebumps, dude. They always tell such a great story from start to finish, and I think that this this album right here. Uh, it, it, it's their best work for me personally. Um, there are a lot of lot more slower songs on the first album. And I think they did pick up the pace here a little bit. Um, 
either that or they just added more instruments to those slower songs unlike the first yeah. one which ha- unlike saint leonard's i think half of that album was like acoustic tracks mm-hmm. which really pissed me off um because if any because i mean bailey bailey will you'll be able to like attest to this i fucking hate acoustic tracks mm-hmm. to, like, with a burning passion like that they just don't have a place for me anywhere like sure i'll deal with it if it's there but fuck me dead i hate them so much and the fact that there's not really a whole lot of that happening on this album is what really kind of sold it for me. Um, I really enjoyed um, Creatures, Creature of Habit. I would have just said Creatures of Habit because it's technically like one giant song split into two parts. <laughs> um, opening with it. Uh, well, to, first of all, they, they released part two as the first single. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was really weird until the album dropped and, you know, the first, the opening track is part one. And what a fucking great way to open up an album, honestly, especially for these guys. I, um, I, the only reason it didn't make the 20 is just because it fucking fell off the radar. If I had to listen to it a bit more, maybe given it a bit, the time that it actually deserved, it would have probably been up there. Um, but I, I, still reckon that this is a very solid album um i wish i could talk about it more in in depth but um it's just one of those things um slowly slowly race car blues um if you want to just relax for a fucking minute put it on it's a great album cool my next one is um one that i definitely Wanted to find a spot for. Um, it's It got edged out by probably only a little bit. I, and what was probably the best death metal album, this came second to. So you'll hear about um the other one in my 20. So this one mm-hmm. is Mortal by Necrot. Mm-hmm. So it's everything you want from a death metal record it's essentially the like the new death metal the revival of that old school style of like your cannibal corpse and all that really cool stuff um and they fucking nail it to a t-man this album is really solid there's so many swirling riffs to you fucking swing your hair around to in a storm and just be a fucking general badass to really um <laughs> I want to say as well, like fucking with this whole metalcore overproduced shit, this sounds really good. It gives you the really warm live sort of sound as if you were in the studio with them recording it again, doing it in the old way where they just jam and hit record. Um, the drums, yeah, definitely the MVP on the album for me. Uh, if you want some oh, good, sure. just straight up death metal, there's a lot worse things you can do than put on this record. And this. <laughs> It's just a fucking good record, man. Like, yeah, if you really want to get that sort of old school death metal, but want it with modern recording, this is definitely the one to go. It is only seven tracks long, 38 minutes. So come in, just throw it on, get through the whole thing. And yeah, see where you're at. So yeah, that was the, in my opinion, the second best death metal album of the year and kind of coming into it as well. Like I haven't really ever been into that sort of sound and I've kind of wanted to expand my horizons this year as well, like especially in lockdown. So this was a real gem finding. Yeah, I will um, admit I'm 
again, you you know how much I'm not a fan <laughs> of like that that mushy, yeah, fucking really wishy washy fucking the sound that yeah. that the bands just seem to run with these days. I don't know fucking why, especially when you're a couple albums deep into your discography. <laughs> but um, as a pure like a death metal album, I I fucking rate it. Mm. Uh, and um, comparing it to that that album uh yeah I, i'd have to say it definitely stacks up as a number two for sure <laughs> it for sure it's a fucking solid album and like if if you need to listen to something that's just fucking brutal as it's shit, just a wave of noise yeah throw this on man get into it um another the the second album that i wanted to bring up that uh just fell off my radar unfortunately was uh smith street bands uh don't waste your anger um first of all pub punk will get fucked um, was that um don't hate saint anger yep <laughs> yep don't hate saint anger uh, bro, i fucking love saint anger so much but i'm not here to talk about saint anger i can do that for <laughs> fucking hours um i'm here to talk about don't waste your anger yeah. um again there's not a whole lot wrong with this album um, just like slowly, slowly. Unfortunately, it just didn't really hold its place yeah, in my uh, playlist. Um, I would still send some fucking great tracks on here, and to be very honest, it's a great turnaround album for the boys, especially for uh, Will Wagner, who went through the whole uh, debacle that I don't really want to mention on here. Um, it's just a fucking nightmare. But um, kudos for coming back and making such a solid fucking album. I, th- I think this is um, definitely one of Smith Street's finer works. Definitely mm-hmm. top three. I still think um, Throw Me in the River is fucking incredible. It has to be their best album. Um, but this definitely holds up in terms of their wider discography. And not only that, in songwriting and storytelling too, um, I don't really find a whole lot of interest in that spoken vocal type thing okay, that yeah. a lot of Australian bands try to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for one reason or another, uh, Smith Street just ticked that fucking box a thousand times over to the point where it just bled through the fucking page. <laughs> I um, can't stand like people like Courtney Barnett and fucking shit like that. They just <sighs> rub me the wrong fucking way. But... Um, Another solid album from Smith Street Band. Um, I Still Dream About You, The End of the World. Profiteering has to be the best fucking song on that album. And I I will absolutely book a fucking fight with you right now if you're going to tell me that Profiteering isn't a fucking good banging track off that album. It, everyone's fucked! It's just so good. I love it. Um, I don't know if this album will get you into them if you haven't listened to them before. But um, if you're already a fan of Smith Street and for one reason or another you haven't jumped on this, <laughs> do it. But then again, if you also like the whole pub punk or pub rock fucking sound of music, then definitely jump onto it. Uh, Smith Street band, don't hate St. Anger. Um, <laughs> don't... Don't waste your anger. It came out earlier on in the year. Um, Pub Punk will get fucked. 
get your fucking lips around that. Nice, man. Nice. I still need to. I never really thought you would have been big on them. Mm. I, that's the one band I thought you would have just been like, nah. Yeah, see, I've never, like I said to you, I've never gone in on them. So it's hard for me to actually have an opinion. Yeah, I've always like, they've kind of played like Calandra Music Festival or like f- friends I know that are kind of more into that sort of, like they're in bands that play that sort of music. So I've always heard it from them, but I've never gone myself into and have a proper listen. So I'll get around to it. Throw me in the river. I recommend that one first. Okay. And then just and then just go fucking go from there. They honest they honestly just get better and better. I think you start to find more bits and pieces of what you like about like, that yeah. band from don't well from from Throw Me in the River. But but you've got to make sure you listen to the deluxe edition because they've got the song about Tony Abbott on that, uh-huh. on that fucking deluxe version. Um Wipe that shit-eating grin off your punchable face. That's what that song was called. And I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> but I think I've spoken enough about Smith Street Band for now. Bailey, if you would like to continue. Um, so out of the five records I'm talking about today, only one of them doesn't fall into the heavy music category. Um, this one, it, it's, it's a dark horse. It is City Morgue Volume 2 by City Morgue. So in the whole trap rap, emo rap sort of thing you wanted to call it, this is definitely one of the ones that kind of stood out for me. Um, perfect for anyone who enjoys, you know, Suicide Boy, Scarlord, Ghostmane, that sort of thing. Um, while this album at times can feel a little repetitive, you can also go in, throw on any track you want and just rage. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a fantastic way of using their beats almost like really aggressively um and the bars man they really go in there's some killer beats but i want to say um neck brace is definitely the standout track you know being even the opening track i think you just can't go wrong with that song it it has you screaming break their neck the whole time <laughs> this uh yeah like as i said like it does get a little bit repetitive at times but in the same instance, you can just, yeah, put it on shuffle or just have a couple of songs in your players. And when they come on, it really goes off. So if you do enjoy like the Suicide Boys, Scarlord sort of sound, you'll definitely get something from this as well. So it's City Morgue with City Morgue Volume 2. Didn't have a whole lot to say, yeah, you know, with the going in on it because it is a bit repetitive. So if you put it on and you like it, you're going to probably like the whole thing. Roger that. See, like, um, I this was an album that I wanted to listen to, but I just couldn't find time for it. Mm-hmm. I think it was because I was just so inundated with fucking other albums, and um, especially this band that I'm about to fucking mention. Um, so this is one of the bands that fell out of my twenty today. Um, and the reason for that is purely because there was another album that I remembered earlier on today that just deserved its spot instead. Um, It actually sat at number 16. So um, for it to drop like a full four to five spots, it's Mm. fucking nuts. Um, But this album was from Dance Gavin Dance and it was (laughs) Afterburner. Um, The boys. Now, 
this album was fucking huge for me because <laughs> I, I remember right back in primary school as a young whippersnapper right um that was the fucking start of the scene phase um that i had been exposed to and um yeah it was this this band and um chunk no, uh, no chunk captain chunk or whatever the fuck they're called um those were the two bands that i just never really got around because i was in my like electronic house music phase um and just couldn't really get out of it and to be very fair i don't really like anything outside of the tillian era anyway um okay not that there's anything wrong with um kurt or fucking the other dickhead they had for the life of me i can't remember his fucking name johnny craig yeah um I um not that there's anything wrong with those you know bits and pieces of music. I just think uh, Tillian really made the band his own as soon as he came in, and I just don't see how I can like go back when you have I've, this. Yeah, like, Tillian's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I um I really rate him as a vocalist, and especially considering I'm. I'm so picky with clean vocals as I will get into with the next album that I'll, that I will bring up. Um, so the high pitch, well, the higher pitch that Tillian has, um, honestly, look, if someone had told me sooner rather than later that they'd just circus survive with weirdly, with more weirdly, weirdly and like bigger double kick session, like double kick yeah. segments, I, I would have been all over it a lot sooner. Um, nonetheless, um, it's a great album from start to fucking finish. I uh, could probably do with uh, Colin <laughs> Tamentio uh, Global, whatever the fuck that song is. Not being is. on the yeah, album. Fuck. I yeah. can do without that fucking yeah. song all day. That's every a skip day. every time. That's a fu- I hate that song so fucking much. That's an. Anyway, um, look, it, it may be one of the only uh, post hardcore bands that I've bumped religiously to since, um, since I found them. And look, I would rather talk about other albums than uh, of theirs than this one. Um, but I love how John and Tillian, you know, really Go come, back on, and forth, come in yeah. and share the fucking vocal duties. They are so good at doing that. And I mm-hmm. think this album is the, one of the better showcases of that. Um, sure, yes, Mothership, 100%, the best album that they've ever made. Um I still think that this one, and especially with vocal harmonies and stuff and how you know, 2020 has made a lot of album sound, I think that this one, um, pretty unlucky to fall out of the 20, but I think it makes sense when you find out what it got yeah. replaced with. Um, incredible scream passages. Again, Tillian's um, vocals are fucking incredible. Stupidly tight instrumentals too, but I, I think that the drums are the best part of this album for me and just of Dance Gavin Dance in general. Um, yes, whatever, Swancore. I love Will Swan. Fuck yeah, I off. Say, Will I, I still think man. Joe Swanson. Yeah, he is the man. But you know what? He's not tossing the bossy. So, <laughs> um, yeah, look, another great album. Um, if I had to pick some songs, uh, one in a million, parody catharsis, strawberries wake, uh, nothing shameful. If I had to throw prisoner in there, I will, yeah. but I'm not going to. Just because it was like the up. most 
just because it was like the most overplayed single of my, of theirs for me. Mm-hmm. The thing because I think I like stumbled across this album as singles were coming out. And I was yeah, like, fuck. You, I remember. Yeah, you told me like, hey, this new dance game of dance, it's not that bad. Uh, I don't want to admit it. <laughs> After all the shit you used to fucking hang on me for liking them too. Uh, yeah. So this, I think this is a big win for me, really. Yeah, it is. Like, it's like the count. It's like counterparts. The counterparts exactly thing, like yeah. counterparts. You know? like, <laughs> I got that win. You got this. Yeah. One. We're one for one. <laughs> <laughs> We're one for one. Uh, look, it's great album. Um, fuck you all. Dance, Gavin. Dance after burner. Get around it. If you haven't already. Nice man. Love that record. Love Dance Kevin Dance. On so, to another one I would like to talk about. So I think this one came out more in the middle of the year. And it's one that's really kind of come in and out of my rotation as well since coming out. Is Null Space by Pathogen. So a smaller, newer band, and this release fucking rips, man. I just want to have a quick look to see what else they have really. I have a back catalog, so I don't kind of, you know, just butcher this. But this, hold on, I found the wrong fucking pathogen. Math, math metal. They're definitely math yeah. core for sure, and probably one of the most intense. Uh, versions of that yeah, I've fucking heard ever. So it's their first full release and essentially their first release full stop. They had a single back in 2018 and then they had Null Space come this year. And it goes hard stop to finish. Like it does definitely have a lot of mathy influence. It's got that really genty tone to the guitars as well. Yeah. Um, it's nine tracks. It's 36 minutes long. And just the other day they released the instrumental for the album as well which will be really cool to listen to. It's not like the it can do without the vocals because he has some really fucking banshee highs that remind me of um, Old Mate from Gravemind. That yes. sort of really, really, really high, almost like goblin shrilly shit. Um, essentially brutal, genty riffs and tones is all you need to know about this. The drums sound great. It's not overproduced, which is sort of seems to be a theme here amongst the albums I'm talking about today. Um, yeah. They got a couple of cheeky synths in there to add a bit of body in as well, which I really like. Um, it's an album that doesn't stray too far from what it is, but again, you can throw on any track you want and still get a beating. I feel like this one's a lot more consistent and solid than the City Morgue one in that sense, whereas like you can put on this and not get bored or kind of want yeah. to swap to something else. But yeah, like it's come in and out all year long. Like it was definitely in my list. I think at one stage, maybe just slipping into the 10th spot. But um, <laughs> yeah, I love this record on first release. I remember so you saying I. something um about the drum sounding funny. You, yeah, you still I, feel that way? I, or something? I, I'm, I'm just openly admitting that my fucking phone's fucked. Okay. <laughs> I need a new one. I got, I'm on a 6S with fucking AirPods, like brand new AirPods. Like yeah. AirPods shouldn't sound like that. They don't sound like that going through the iPad. So okay. I think, I, and the iPad's fucking maybe two years old compared to my five-year-old phone. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, when you said I, to I me, I was, I was a bit confused and maybe, I don't know, but yeah. Because they're yeah, definitely not overproduced and super triggered drums. No, they're not. No. So I thought that's maybe where you're coming from in the kind of rawness of it, but no, I think they sound great. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of the highlights of the year for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't mention it because it's in my 20. <laughs> Spoiler. But um, like it, it, it fucks. It, it really does. And it kind of fills the void for me in terms of that mathcore band, that one mathcore band that I will like listen to. It not, hasn't taken its spot from it hasn't taken the spot from Dillinger or anything like that because Dillinger yeah. is king. Definitely but, not um, as mathy though as them. Oh fuck no! But what they but what they make up for in terms of like the math is the fucking brutality. Yeah, it is know? really relentless. It's, it's fucking in your face, bro. It's it's almost a step down from Carbon. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if you wanted to get someone into Car Bomb or a Frontier, you show them this maybe and see how they take it. Uh, man, I just go on to Car Bomb for a bit. I think Car Bomb's a really fucking hard band to get into. <laughs> um, not for me. I mean, I personally no, yeah. enjoy it. We're just fucking sick time. cunts, mate. Yeah, we're f- just so cultured, bro. We're so fucking sick. Oh, you don't like Car Bomb? Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> I'll fucking strap your, a bomb to your car, bro. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, I mean, if if you're into math and stuff, like... If you like fucking equations, it. bro, you like numbers and shit. You like long division, dude? Get your dick into that. Simples. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, yeah, no, I, yeah. I fuck with that album too, baby. Well, we a might good, um, a fucking dip back into it then, you know, a week or so's time when it reappears. <laughs> it's beautiful head. Yeah, so what was that one? Pathogen with null space, yeah, and it's got an instrumental. Boys, everyone loves a fucking instrumental. Speaking of instrumentals, before I go on to my um, my last album, um, I ended up getting around um, within the ruins instrumentals, okay, like properly again. Yep, I, I can't remember if they released Black Heart instrumental, but they need to hurry the fuck up. They need to hurry the fuck up now mm-hmm. because they they are 1,000 times better as an instrumental band than what they are with a fucking vocalist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know, I remember last week or whenever we did, I think it was last week, when we were doing Within the Ruins, um, I said that um, Halfway Human was like their weakest album. Yeah, it, Instrumentally, it, it's nearly one of their <laughs> best ones. So... Um, I just want to reiterate that instrumentals are fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, go and listen to Animals as Leaders too. And then... Um, <laughs> yeah, new one next year, I think. About fucking time. That's going to be so the, good. The fucking man, Tarzan. I can't wait to see what's coming out next year. Because we, we already know there's a fucking few belters coming up. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, every time I die, Humanity's Last Breath. Viljada. Animals as um, Leaders. It is room. I have heard on the Reddit, on Reddit somewhere, um, Acacia Strain are trying again, um, but uh, how quickly they decide to do that okay. is up to them. Um, purely okay. just because of how they did the album this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they um, were teasing this Slow Decay album even before 
uh, it comes in waves was out. Because I mean, we already sure. knew that they were. We already knew that they we were knew there was new music coming. Yeah, uh, we already knew there was going to be like a full length follow up to um, Grave Bloom. Yeah. Um, and then they dropped It Comes in Waves. Which was like, which a, was we like, had a week notice because of a leak of the album artwork. It was like, yeah. hey guys, Acacia Strain are probably dropping an album on Boxing Day. Here's the artwork, pussies. <laughs> and then we got it. <laughs> Pretty much like, exactly like that. Like that fucking made my day on Boxing Day, honestly. <laughs> that, that was so fucking good. And and dude, if that fucking album didn't drop on Boxing Day, I <laughs> would have been my album of 2019. You have had but it on repeat. Could, if I could have it in my top albums of 2020, it would honestly be I, on top. Honestly, I thought you were going to try and find a way to sneak it in. Hey, I, I thought you were going it. to try. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm a fucking. I'm a purist in the in that mm. sense where it's like if it came out in that year, it stays in that fucking year. Came out on the 31st like, of I, December. Like I fucking hate. I absolutely hate like Grammy nominations uh-huh. and like an, a song come out in like 2018, but it gets nominated in 2020 because now it's it was popular. on the album. Yeah. Like, like, excuse me, motherfucker. That song come out so long ago mm-hmm. on a completely different EP that you didn't even want to recognize. And now all of a sudden it's fucking popular mm-hmm. and it's here. Like Dior dude, pop yeah. smoke. You got fucking nominated. What the fuck for? Just cause the cunt's dead. Doesn't mean you got to <laughs> fucking nominate him. Fuck me. But Michael Jackson's dead. You don't want to nominate him. Instead, you want to fucking put him through lawsuits he can't defend himself in. <laughs> Fuck me dead, bro. Anyway. Um, Your last record. Yeah. I. Uh, it's Currents. Um, ah. that's, that's the way it ends. Okay. If that's not the way. That's not the way the album name goes. It is the way it ends. I just thought I'd try and be funny. Fuck off. Um, look, I, personally... This was a very safe album for me, I think, in terms of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I got around them with, I, I don't want to, I think it was I Let the Devil In, like a five, it was billed as an album, but it's only an album because it was like a five track EP that they just mashed the instrumentals with. Um, from that, I assumed that their next, that their proper full length album was going to be fucking off the Richter. And when Poverty of Self dropped, Mm. I was fucking blown away. I was like, dude, like this, whenever they decide to drop this, it's going to be sick. <laughs> um, I held more and more reservations as singles started dropping, like Second Skin. And there was another one after that that I didn't particularly like. Um, and yeah, the, the album come out. Yes, there are some fucking... Flag to Wave, maybe there. the other one or Kill the Egg? Yeah, I, I Flag to Wave, that, that was the one. Um, and again, I, I, I'm only disappointed because I, I held them up with, I okay. put them, I held them up with so much anticipation and so much regard that as soon as it come out, I was like, okay, it's a fucking metalcore band that wants to be a deathcore band. I don't like the fucking, the clean vocals so much. Like they're not bad, but they're not spectacular either. And there's no need for them to be that great yeah. considering what the album sounds like. Like it, if, if they had really good clean vocals in a band that sounded like that, I'd be even more confused. <laughs> uh, but um, look, I didn't like really come in thinking there was going to be a whole lot of good clean anyway. So 
the fact that there's even that many in the album still irks me. And I feel like the album kind of really dips at track four and doesn't really get any better until track eight. Mm-hmm. And then from track eight, there's like eight, nine, 10, 11. So by, by that time, like it's the end of the album. So, I mean, like probably could have just been an EP. <laughs> Right. But um, none, nonetheless, it's it's still a pretty solid album. I think the drums again here are a fucking highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, guitar tone super crunchy, super yeah, fucking just almost <clears throat> give you that that nasty face. Oh, it does. It does. Like I went and put it back on today just to make sure it didn't like, yeah. belong in the twenty, and it doesn't. Um, but there were a lot of times where I'm like, damn, dude, like fucking hell. Lucky I'm sitting on the toilet because fucking hell, I was like, (laughs) some of those rips come through and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Poverty of Self still fucking rips and I love Never There as well. Fucking Poverty of Self is just so fucking good. Oh my God, that song's a fucking rager, bro. (laughs) Um... But look, I mean, if I really had to pick any any of the songs from a what I would end up saying is a pretty average album overall, um, unfortunately, ends up just being the singles, mm-hmm. um, the singles and um, split. Yeah, split rages. But yeah, that's uh, currents and the way that it ends, the way it ends. Yeah, cool. My final one is one I've been talking to you a little bit about. I don't know if you've gotten around to listening to it yet, but is Where Only Gods May Tread By Ingested. I haven't gotten around to this one yet. After after Necrot, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I need a break. Yeah, bro. All right, with this one, though, it's a huge sounding album and it takes the tones and sounds of what you come to expect from Deathcore and plays them almost in a death metal style, but with breakdowns. So it does a great job of pleasing both the death metal nerds and the deathcore kids in one way or another, which is honestly quite hard to do because both are so fucking picky with what they hear. It's such a solid album from front to back as well. Like you can't find any weak spots in this. Also a fucking feature from Wolverine himself, Matt Honeycutt. And a feature from one of the most hateful men in mu- heavy music, Vincent Bennett. So if Not that's anymore. anything he's to go off. Nah, man, he still <laughs> fucking hates everyone. Deep down. So if you have both of those guys featuring on your album, you're doing something right. Um, sick fucking album artwork too. Just a big yeah. fuck off old God looking dude on a throne. So that's sick. Yeah, as I said, like it is deathcore sounding with that sort of death metal like more blasting and then a breakdown he doesn't shift too much in his tones vocally but his sits in that more between guttural and low like he does such a good job of that and that it's just so fucking brutal um definitely my favorite track from that one would have to be the second track, I think it is. I'm going to pull it up now for you. Um, it might be, yeah. Follow the Deceiver's opening track, Fucking Rips, and then No Half Measures, the second one, and the third one, Impending Dominance. 
but it is 10 songs long, 49 minutes. And honestly, you can get the whole thing in and not find a fault really with it. If you do like the sound off the first couple of minutes, definitely throw it on whether you like your death metal, whether you like your death call, whether you just want something to fucking punch someone in the face to, man. And the album artwork's sick. So fucking set as your computer background or something. That is where only gods may tread by ingested. And that was another one I had in my list for a long time too. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure you tried to tell me to listen to that shit earlier. Yeah, I think and, when it um, came out. Yeah, I've tried to get in, and, get you to it a few times. Um, it's it's just what Apple Music decides to put in as death metal, black metal. That fucking label scares the fuck yeah. out of me. Because <laughs> like, because I send you shit that it really does fall more into that death metal, black metal, but this isn't that at all. <laughs> and like there was a there was another one like besides humanity's last breath which just makes me laugh now yeah um, was it wolf king <laughs> no 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 but no. yeah you did send it you like hey, well how actually how much does this lean into the black metal like as soon as you opened it and saw that i think that's the first thing you texted me how black metal does this get yeah because <laughs> that's another thing you know it's, it's brody, hates brody black and metal. black metal just don't go together doom metal's fine i'm happy with doom i'm just for one reason or another don't like black and they're technically the same fucking thing yeah i think it's definitely the production for me on black modern black i can fucking get around it's the traditional black where it just sounds like fucking sewer noise like, like I don't know, open like, the fucking window during a blizzard and hit record. Because sometimes I think I like black metal, and I don't know, like for one reason or another, I'm just like, okay, cool, Black Sabbath, they were <laughs> shit. <laughs> just the furthest like, fucking thing from black metal. <laughs> so funny, but not no, but when you think about it, like they were the original pioneers yeah. of black metal. Yeah, the um, fucking super sh- doomy sludgy down tempo like, moody shit yeah like sure i mean nothing like they don't hold a candle to anything that is probably black metal now mm-hmm. but fucking who gives a fuck that was shit anyway hey. um no you heard me i'm oh. not backing down on that <laughs> they can get fucked mm. uh and um fair enough Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was ingested. Uh, just to recap, so do you just want to give a run, quick run on our one? So I had Drain, California Curse, bit of fucking hardcore boy, Pathogen, Null Space, Genty Gods, Necrot Mortal, one of the best death, straight up death metal releases of the year. We had City Morgue with City Morgue Volume Two, Go Be a Trap Lord ingested when the gods may tread go fucking sacrifice a goat yeah and i um i had run the jewels with rtj4 um slowly slowly race car blues um i mean like respectively the two albums are hip-hop and then i don't know i guess they're alternative rock slowly slowly um but yeah indie alternative rock um bit of a weird one for me fucking whatever um, the Smith Street Band, Don't Waste Your Anger. Again, um, probably one of the better Australian rock bands, in my opinion. Um, give that a fucking crack. Dance Gavin Dance with Afterburner. 
um, huge find, well, not mm-hmm. find, but huge in terms of like Discovery. bringing me back into mm-hmm. uh, the post hardcore that I fell so far away from. And um, Currents, the way it ends. Um, metalcore, wannabe deathcore, um, one of the more disappointing releases for me personally. However, um, if that's your type of thing, uh, not disappointing releases, but like metalcore, deathcore sort of thing, um, get around it. I, I reckon it's um, a, a pretty good listen if you're into that sort of thing. And that, that kind of rounds out my five. Nice. Um, just quickly, do we want to say, I mean, we've already done like the whole, like post it to your Instagram, but do we want to quickly touch on Apple Music replay or do we want to save that? No, I'm happy to talk about it. Oh, okay. I'll have to get it up. No, that's fine. I, 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 um, when I had it set up, I didn't really think that it was going to change all that much. Um, and I didn't really think it has, but just for argument's sake, I'm, I already got it brought up. But we'll obviously start with the top 10 songs according to Apple. Um, I'm mm. going to start from 10 and work my way up to one. Okay. Um, so with at number 10, I had Holy Water from Volumes. Do we um, want to go one for one? Re- yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, that was the return of Michael Barr, um, the one of the original vocalists from Volumes when they first started. Um, this was after um, Gus and Diego Farris uh, had left the band and I think before Diego had passed away. Okay. Um, it very sad because um, Diego, uh, for me, was one of the better parts of Volumes. I think he had a really good sense of the the sound that he wanted for Volumes. Um, being the guitarist and the producer, I um, kind of worry a little bit for how Volumes mm. were going to sound. But after this Holy Water track, Pixelate and Weighted, um, I, I have no doubt that this is going to be a thousand times better than Different Animals, um, which hopefully this album drops in 2021. So that's my number 10. Um, just to fucking quickly dip, I just want to, I went back and found the, uh, the, oh no, how heavily does this lean into black metal? It was Warforged with Eye Voice. <laughs> Which again <laughs> goes nowhere near it, but yeah, yeah. It was I, I, just I oh no, and then another like, message. Okay. How heavily does this lead into black metal? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> 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 uh, now the uh, fucking banger album. If you haven't listened, like go chuck it on Warforged. Okay, my number ten is definitely one you're going to fucking get around, and it was the turning point for me with this band, and it is Monument by Counterparts. Yes. At my number 10, fucking Rager, and maybe one of the best one liners ever with the put a fucking bullet in my brain where it just breaks down the fucking bass. And just dirt, dirt. Oh my god, man. How and many it, plays? I've got Apple music say 48 on it. It'd be more than that. I had 23. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but do you listen but... to your stuff through Spotify and the PlayStation more often than not, though? Well, see, here's the thing, because like I, I try and do both because, mm. I mean, f- for metrics sake, um, I try and keep both my, um, my music services yeah. up to date with each other. So okay. like, so generally, it is somewhat if, even. 
Technically, yeah, I would probably say so. Maybe a bit different on Spotify because I just put the playlist on shuffle and then it just goes from there. Yeah. I don't necessarily pick like a specific song and I can't yeah, yeah, like yeah. put it into like a queue. So I can't do that sort of thing with Spotify. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But yeah, um, let's quickly move on. Um, my number nine was Modern Living by Enter Shikari. Um, I really fucking loved that album when it came out. I still do. <laughs> um, I, I reckon it, it is easily one of the better albums to have come out this year. At such a perfect time too. I think this album dropped as soon as the world went into fucking lockdown. <laughs> and um, a lot of the lyrical themes throughout that album, the way that it sounds, not only does it bring back that that original Enter Shikari sound that I fell in love with back in the fucking mm-hmm. day, but it also improves upon the sound that they were doing on their last dreadful yeah, the fucking album. Released before. And that was my number nine, Modern Living, Enter Shikari at 23. Okay, my next one, Beat Monument by One Play and is quite possibly one of my favourite albums, maybe ever, and is Joji and the song is Give Me Love. Okay. One of the best feel-good songs ever. I love it. It's a fucking mood. That album's a fucking mood. I love it. I love it. So yeah, give me love, Joji, forty nine plays because it was a single well before the. I think it might have been the first one. One of the first Sanctuary was the first. Okay, one. so this one might have been number two, but because the the singles dropped so long before the album, so I yeah, did have a lot did. of time just to have this. And especially just to, Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And just to drive Lana completely insane with this song because she found it on TikTok and just assumed like had that fucking connection for it. But yeah, man, I fucking love this song. I think it's because I do a dumb little dance with it as well. That's why she hates it. <laughs> so yeah, oh, man. Sushi I, trash. I can't, like to, I can't like to see that. I'm going to fucking put it on. Just to, fucking <laughs> just get, to get, just to get that fucking... That, that's yeah. almost what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Wake up to yourself. <laughs> Bro, you can't listen to it and not do it, dude. Facts though, I mean that. Just quite, just like, just quickly, like I refuse to put that album for so long. We've spoken about this on a previous mm-hmm. podcast. I refuse to put that album on for so long because I knew what sort of album it was going to be. <laughs> because I was still not willing to put it on because there were so many good metal albums yeah. on. The moment I put it on, holy no fuck turning you. back, hey, bro, so good. I actually haven't listened to it in a little while. I might have to go back now. <laughs> um, right. Number eight for me was Atonement Part Two, The Crypt Keeper from Monolith. Um, found this band through Alex. Is it Tian? Tian? Tian, oh, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, I the Plague Father. Yeah, I should have went with that. Fuck me, I'm a fuckwit. Anyway, um, he, he really hyped these fucking guys up, and I see why. They are a really solid fucking band. Um, really, I think they are a newer band, more in that deathcore um, sort of style. A little bit more, um, a little bit more faster paced. Um, I, I would kind of say that they do sort of fall into like the black tongue category of the deathcore thing mm-hmm. in terms of like style. Yeah, the beat down themes. Um, but if black tongue was like a little bit faster, maybe. <laughs> um. 
that that was my number eight on 24 plays. My number eight is a band I saw earlier than this year and probably what I think has to be the hottest fucking venue I've ever been to, Trapped in the Grasp of a Memory by Knocked Loose with 51 plays. Um, We had to talk, I don't know if it was on the podcast last week or just privately, but we were talking about which album by Knocked Loose we do prefer and it changes for me every day, hey, between laugh tracks and a different shade of blue because they almost do take a different stylistic approach. But I remember, I think, was it this one or Mistakes Like Fractures that was the first single for the album? Mistakes Like Fractures, because yeah. it dropped in that um, EP, that EP thing with, the, yeah. um, all my with friends the reworking and slings of All and arrows. My Friends. Fuck me, that song is so good. Mm-hmm. My, my favourite Knock Loose song. Fucking slaps, yeah. dude. It's that- on that sort of same level as Monument by Counterparts for me as well. Dude, I fucking love that Rips. song. Oh, my friend, they're so full of shit. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, bro. Oh, right, they had fi- that, that had 51 song. plays. All of mine are really close. They are really only two, one, two or three plays apart from each other until you get to the top. Yeah, uh, mine's essentially the same, really, except there's two separating one and two. Anyway, um, number seven for me was Nothing Shameful, uh, featuring Andrew Wells by Dance Gavin Dance. Um Personally, for me, this was a fucking major highlight from the album. Um, I personally liked the um, the way that Tillian used his voice in the chorus. So good. He's a he's just a different beast, especially in terms yeah, of clean man. vocalists. Um, that that's my number seven, and that, that that makes a lot of sense. I did put that song on a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that's my number that's seven. Shameful. All my friends knocked loose (laughs) 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 with 53 plays. So being my favorite knocked loose song and having seen them this year alongside Jesus Peace, uh, they obviously got a lot of play around the time of me seeing them. And just in fucking general, the band rips. Um, I don't really think anything else has to be said. Everyone fucking knows knocked loose. And if you haven't, are you living under a rock bro? Wake up, put this song on. Go punch your friends in the face because they're full of shit. Kick their fucking dog, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My number six was Sin by the Acacia Strain. Uh, This isn't going to be a no fucking Mm -hmm. brainer for you and for me personally. Um, Still think it's their best project from the Acacia Strain. Um, I could rave about this for fucking ages. Um, But yeah, that's my number six. Sin, the Acacia Strain. Number six with 54 plays outbeating all my friends by one play are loneliness by the Amity Affliction. Oh, that re- song was so good. A real fucking sad boy. Um, This album coming out basically at the start of the year, I had just seen them in September a couple of months before for their Heaven and Hell Festival. And they had only had all my friends and Soak Me in Bleach I don't know if Soak Me and Bleach was out yet, actually. All my friends definitely was. So I was super keen for this and like being the only heavier band Lana will listen to. If I want something heavy in the car and she's driving, I just put this on. Um, So yeah, Loneliness, fucking sad boy. So good to sing along to. And then I ended up seeing them play Sunny Coast after the release of this album. And it was, it was sick. Oh no, it was just before the album. Soak Me and Bleach was out for that. And they, 
they premiered Coffin for their opening track. That's right. That would have been nuts. It was sick. Coffin straight into all my friends. So sick. Yeah. Because that's how it goes. In the, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. It was bro. good. Mm. <laughs> that would have given me the biggest stiffy. I would have been oh, so yeah. embarrassed for the person in front of me. <laughs> um, number five. Um, now this is uh, a twenty-five plate. Um, only by the Acacia Strain. Um, <laughs> you will you will see another one up in the higher numbers again. <laughs> It's his favorite fucking, fucking album. album. <laughs> it probably is. I will not doubt that. Yeah. It, ha- it quite possibly is. Like I, I still even told Caleb to listen to it because he hasn't fucking heard it yet. Yeah, it's one of those ones. So I feel like you, you do have to really sit down and listen to. It's not a throw on. You and listen to bits and pieces. You do need the whole thing. Yeah, you you can't put it on shuffle no. because it's literally thirty minutes of the same song. Yeah. Um, and I mean. Uh, if we haven't already figured it out by now, for anybody who hasn't um, heard the album, that it's like what seven tracks EP, seven tracks, um, and the the song type, the songs pretty much spell out. Uh, our only sin was giving them names, and that for me already, like get, getting hmm. the, getting ready for the album yeah. to drop, the EP was enough. Like yeah. I was like, Fuck. straight up a case of strange shit. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm still deciding whether whether it like beats um, Coma with the Observer or not. Um, personally, think it probably does, but Observer deserves to be on its own little like standalone mm-hmm. thing. It doesn't deserve to be a part of Coma Witch. <laughs> um, but that's just me being a bit of sucky bum. Uh, only the Acacia Strain 25 plays at number five. Fitting, I've got my Acacia Strain shirt on. <laughs> I can't see you wearing it. <laughs> I need to buy a camera. I you do. Number five with 55 plays, we have Immortal by Lorna Shaw. Opening track of their 2020 album, which was released at the end of January after speculation of whether it was going to drop or not due to CJ Piss Pants. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad they did end up releasing it. I was going to be like, after hearing Darkest Spawn and This Is Hell, I was extremely excited for this. Taking their sort of older sound, but refining it, bringing a lot more atmospheric sort of sound to it as well. The whole album rips ass. And oh, again, it's one of those albums you can play front to back. And not get sick of it. So yeah, long or short, model number five. Uh, number four for me was uh, "Erase Me" by uh, Make Them Suffer mm-hmm. on twenty six. Okay. Plays. Um, now I still think that's the best song from the album, in my opinion. I I really like okay. how the song breaks down towards the end. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I just want to say that would be the perfect show, song for them to close the show with. Maybe do yes. a little confetti or something. Would be sick, just almost that sing along chanty sort of. Um, would you save me part at the end? It's so good. I um, I actually shed like a tear of fucking happiness <laughs> um, as that song like ended. This this was one of the singles. Craig, it was, was the, it the first, first single. One. Yeah, it was yeah, the first one. I remember hearing that and dude, um, fucking the the last album before this, Worlds Apart, was so fucking good. 
Um, I was like really hoping that they were gonna like up the fucking ante or at least like Batch go it, at the yeah. same pace, but they but they've done it. exceeded yeah. mm-hmm. all of my expectations and then some. Um, erase me, make them suffer. One of the greatest albums to have released this year. Um, get your fucking ears around it. Yeah, doing our Aussie's proud. Hey, fucking killing him at the moment. And especially coming off the back of like 27 and Hollowed Heart as well. Both yeah. raging tracks. Both incredible singles mm-hmm. too, especially Hollowed Heart. Oh, I still One of my favorite fucking... Make Them Suffer songs. Mm-hmm. You fucking coward. Oh, <laughs> so Ooh. aggressive. Seeing them play it live as well was fucking nuts. Yeah, we, we went to that show too, didn't we? Um, that was, I saw them do it at the oh, Heaven and Hell one. Yeah, we saw 27 at the zoo. I got to see Hollard Heart at the Heaven and Hell. The, sh- uh, the crowd right, showed up for them. Hollowed Heart was, was the tour where they did, um, where they brought After the Burial. Yeah, which we, we both had missed. tickets to and missed because we're big fuckheads. And oh, we're bro. literally talking about this one yesterday, the day before. Yeah, yes, yesterday. I'm, I'm not even a big fuckhead. I'm just a dumb cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big regret, man. Especially after after the barrel, they had just released Evergreen as well. Fucking yeah, hell. fuck me. Anyway, erase me. Number four, make them suffer. Twenty six plays. Number four, fifty six plays. Polaris with Hypermania. Um, probably okay. my favorite track off the album. I definitely played it a lot when it came out. I really pushed my expectations for the album high. Um, I thought it was a great way to kind of get ready for this album. Being a shorter song as well, it just rips start to back. And the fucking music video is sick as well. Um, that sort of new electronic sort of anime style video. Yeah. So good. Um, they fucking ripped live as well. Like we do hang a bit of shit on them for being that more fucking new metal, same old, same old sort of band, but they killed it live, man. Fucking they got the crowd doing what they wanted they still played all the fucking older stuff they needed to as well. So big ups, Polaris, Hypermania, number four, 56 plays. Uh, number three for me on 27 plays uh, was Hour by The Acacia Strain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've already spoken about it three times already. I don't need to do it again. Um, Hour, The Acacia Strain, 27 plays, number three. All right. Number three, 61 plays. The Amity Affliction Coffin. Um, I had this <laughs> this album on a lot when it came out. I think it did release the same day as well as Polaris. And I remember putting yeah, them both did. on, throwing Polaris essentially in the bin and just having this on. I did the same thing too. Yeah. This this is a fantastic album. I love this album so much as well. Just how dark it is. And I love the you know, it it's one that you can easily connect to as well, lyrically. I love these boys. I kind of wish they did pick up the more young blood sort of stuff, but I, going off the last album, I think this is definitely a step in the right direction too. More or less mm. that pop rock bit more into the metal. There's some rages on this album and they crushed it live playing these songs. Coffin into all my friends. I hope they do that for the rest of their shows. Of ever. the album cycle. Oh, just even ever. It okay. rips coming wow. out. Come. Fair enough. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Um, geez, top two. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> on 27 plays was um, One in a Million by Dance Gavin Dance. <laughs> um, I mean, fuck. This song fucking got me so fucking pumped, dude. For like a lot yeah. of things in my day. I don't know what it is. Um, the the like the stop start fucking riff in the verses before John comes in fucking just rips through that <laughs> fucking track, dude. Oh, so fucking good. And then the way the out the song just closes out with fucking Tillian's just vocal layers all over the fucking show. Yeah. Give me more of that. I like that shit. That was fucking sick. One in a million. Dance Gavin Dance. Twenty seven plays. Number two. Number two, 76 plays. We have my favorite song of them all time now after the release this year is Soak Me in Bleach, The Amity Affliction. I fucking love this song, man. After it released as the second single, it was on repeat nonstop. Like essentially that was my, once the album dropped, it was essentially my kind of nightly ritual as I was going to bed just to play like the first three tracks of the album and then just cue a loneliness and um just like me. Yeah. That was essentially me going to bed with those five tracks every single night. And I think that's why these songs are so far up as well. So yeah. Number two, Soap Me and Bleach, the Amity Affliction. My number one at 29 plays. Was Sonderland by McDeep. Wow. I did not I, see that. I fucking love this song. Yeah. So definitely much, the best song dude. off the album. Perfect I, way to open it. I literally listened to this album purely to hear Sonderland. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think this, I, I personally enjoy the album. Um, yeah, it's arguable where it stacks up in their entire discography. It's all up to personal taste. I like the direction that they went in on this album, that more alternative rock mm-hmm. as opposed to the pop rock, uh, the pop punk sort of sound. Not that I'm over pop punk or anything like that. I just think that they did this very fucking well. And, and in a way that I found very appealing as opposed to just um, another, another you know, band trying to do a different sound. Um, I, I'm speechless trying to talk about it. Yeah, it, fully with you. Like, so, um, I'm a bit on a different page, though, as I wasn't as much of a fan as the different directions sonically. I did really love the pop punk thing. Like, last year, my top two albums were um, Life's Not Out to Get You and In Bloom, uh, The Peace and the Panic. Yeah. So, like, obviously, it would be hard for me to take this kind of change, but Sondalin is a belter. I thought, like, oh, I was very fucking... skeptical coming into it, and then opening song oh, blew me away, mate. It's a great track, hey? Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it is definitely some of their best work in that song. For sure. Yeah, no, Sunderland's my number one. 29 plays, neck deep, fucking ripper. Number one with 77 plays. Going off your last two songs, I think we can fucking guess what it is. All my friends are dead, the Amity Affliction. <laughs> Man, you weren't fucking joking. <laughs> no, this is my fucking ritual. I want to say for all of lockdown, it was this going to bed every night. And obviously being the first one out, it got a lot of plays. And like with Amity taking that heavier step from the last record, I was all about it and really enjoying it. So yeah, 
Amity Affliction, all my friends are dead, 77 players. Can we argue that this is like almost a return to form for Amity? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially considering what misery. Like, I I physically, I, I listened to that album three times in total, right? Three <laughs> times. The first time was to go, okay, like I've heard it. The second time was to actually make sure that I didn't like it. And the third time was to just fucking laugh at that entire album. Um, I still think the gift horse is like one of the worst fucking songs I've ever heard from Amity Affliction. And I hope yeah. that album just dies a fucking slow and painful fucking death. I fucking hate that album so fucking much. I don't know how many times I can say fuck in the same fucking sentence, but fuck me. I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> fuck that album. Fuck that shit. All right. We're going to go anyway, to artists. Yes. Just um, top five. Sure. Um, Dance Gavin Dance. 33 hours. Nice. Uh, still a huge win for me, man. I love that. We have with 23 hours, the fucking homeboys with one of the best albums of the year, make them suffer. Homeboys and home, one home girl, I guess. Walker Nile is so hot. Yeah. Get fucked. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I think one show I saw her, Something was weird. And I, it just put me off a little bit. But no, I see where everyone comes from. Definitely one of the better looking ladies in the metal scene. Um, second most listened to band was Periphery. And the first time since I've... Wait, are you going from top to bottom? Yeah. Oh, I was going you from do five to one. Want. Yeah, cool. You do it however the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Um, but um, the first time since I've been doing the whole Apple replay thing that they haven't been on top... <laughs> with 22 hours nice my number four most listened to 26 hours um the fucking man i think with the best rap album of the year if we're talking that newer style my man's little Uzi vert after what fucking took him forever to release this album eternal take i i if i do go ever go to rap it's always little Uzi vert he's just fucking I'm, sick um, i'm gonna be very fucking honest with you bailey <laughs> I actually like that fucking album a lot. Eternal Take? Yeah. Yeah. And you've never been a fan of him either. I can see this is definitely different. Like this one and the one before, I think you said was were one of the better ones as well. The one with like XO to your life and um 444. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, definitely along that sort of same sound. And for an album with no features as well, just go so Yeah, hard. dude. It's like almost no. 20 tracks long. Yeah. It's a fucking stonking album, dude. Mm-hmm. And considering it's not my preferred genre of rap or hip hop, uh, yeah, like for me to praise that album is a sh- that you can chalk that up as another win. <laughs> you can. Yeah, Lil Uzi's man. Um, you just did your second one, yeah. Yep. See. So Acacia one. Strain, number th- uh, third most listened, uh, with sixteen hours. Um, again, this is a fucking no-brainer. Most of that was just, it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah. um, and then um, mostly coming from a place where I needed to try and figure out whether Slow Decay was better than um, yeah. Wormwood. And it's not. Um, <laughs> Wormwood's still like their second best album, arguably. Uh, what are you putting number one, Continent? <laughs> it comes in waves. The fuck? Okay. 
<laughs> continent, continent can sit at number three. I'm happy for Continent to be number three. I, oh, I see. I like Coma Witch a lot. Maybe okay. They can fight it out. They, three. Yeah, they can have three. It'll it'll flux. It'll, they they can fucking rotate happily. I'm I'm even happy to just call them both number three and then go down to number five and say fucking I don't know some other album that they had. Probably Grave Bloom to be honest. I fucking love Grave Bloom, man. I do too. It's it's slightly underrated, um, but mm-hmm. if you if you one of those things because like if you really like Coma Witch, then you're obviously gonna like Grave Bloom because it's just a continuation of the same yeah. sound. But if you got over Coma Witch pretty quickly, then I can assume that Grave Bloom was just going to be a fucking boring album. <laughs> um, which, I mean, it's whatever. I don't know anyone who's ever said that Grave Bloom's a boring album. No. Um, I mean, I literally but, have the I fucking mean, bird tattooed on my arm. Yeah, that's a stonking tattoo too, FYI. <laughs> Thick boy lines. Number thirty. Uh, sorry, number three with 30 Hours. Um, another band we both saw live this year at Good Things and kicked ass as always. I think your first time seeing the Hive Star Trivium with the fucking it Ripper was the show. first time. Yeah. It was fucking good. It was so good. They I'm so... are one of the best live bands ever. So well put together and well rehearsed. Still think that um, the fact that they didn't play Shattering the Skies <laughs> Above is a fucking L, bro. Yeah. So I'm glad I did see it the first time I saw them in um 2014. Oh, yeah, can't. like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think that is my favorite Trivium song though. Yeah, I still think In Wage is their best album. Fight me. Okay, I can see that. Um, number four most listened to band, The Dillinger Escape Plan with 16 hours. Uh <sighs> I mean, one of my favorite bands of all fucking time. The <laughs> fact that um, it even shares a spot with Acacia Strain is just fucking dumbfound, dumbfounding, honestly. Um, in saying that, though, um, they are just a, one of the most perfect bands. I don't think they've ever really put a foot wrong. And um, even going back to when they were first starting out, you know, they had their first vocalist and then he left the band. And they did the EP with Mike Patton, which today still holds up. It's a fucking great listen. Um, Mike Patton in general is just one of the best metal vocalists that's ever existed. Fight me. Um, yeah, Dillinger Escape Plan is just incredible. I well, I can only blow up their ass so much. I, I don't know many people that would disagree with you, though, on that. Yeah, and I would be fucking disappointed if they ever did. My number two most listened to band of 2020, Periphery, for 32 hours, the boys. Um, They were in my top five last year. I think they were number two again. I think it went neck deep, then Periphery. Um, Would have just been a heavy rotation of P3 and P4, I think, putting it right up there. Obviously dipping back into all the others, but I think, Arguably, P3, P4, definitely their best releases by a mile. Yeah, I, I know that you spent a lot of time procrastinating last year about which one was better. <laughs> I know, and remember you tried to tell me that P3 was better than P4, and I told you to fucking wake up and try again. <laughs> I, I think, I think I if think P4 didn't time... have Reptile, you take Reptile away from P4, I'm taking oh, P3. Okay, yeah. No, I'm, 
I, I will happily agree with that 100%. Reptile's got to be one of their best songs. I don't know if you got around the live album that they did. I still haven't I, yet, no. But I've dude, gotten I actually, around a, a live version of Reptile. Uh, I personally don't like it. Mm. I, I think Spencer tries to do too much yep. with his vocals and it kind of fucking ruins it, especially because it's a 15-minute fucking song. Yeah, well, when you go back and put the, the studio version on, you can hear those parts again, but it's obviously layered. So he takes yeah. the, whatever parts he wants to do and performs them live, but it just doesn't really work. Almost sounds like he's strained or just pushing it too much. But I think what it really is, though, is they open up with it. Mm-hmm. So he's and not I exactly they, warmed up, yeah. I think if they really fucking wanted to, they could they could close with Reptile and no one would bat a fucking eyelid. Mm-hmm. But I, I would happily, I would happily see, I would happily love to just fuck Loon right out of the set list. <laughs> I don't know why it's there. I love Loon. Right. So do I, but I've seen I've seen them live and they played Loon live, right? That is the one and only time I was okay with it. Now that I know it's a fucking staple, it just irks me that they fucking want to end at such a good show. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Fucking with Loon. Maybe put it as like the closing song and then go on to two track encore. I think would be the way to do it, or just mm-hmm. close with Loon, come back out, Reptile. Yeah, finish the show. There you go. That would be a fucking. I would froth that, one hundred percent. Um, the the fifth most listened to band, and Jesus Christ, this is going to be very jarring for anybody who's like trying to pay attention. Um, Infant Annihilator with twelve hours. <laughs> the boys, the Eggy Boys. Look, yeah. I mean, fucking Christ, dude. These these guys are insane. Yeah, they're um, they're I, just on their own sort of league, man. Like if you they're thought that. If you thought a Black Tongue was like a really good fucking band and you wanted to see what else they could do, um, if you take Alex out of the band and replace him with Dickie, I mean, that's just, it's just, <laughs> it's essentially what they've done. And it, it, it's fucking just turned works. it up a little bit, yeah. It's, 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 they are, they quite possibly dropped one of the better albums of last year and, um, yeah, in the Battle of Yaldabroth. I think still to this day, it's probably one of my favorite, like, deathcore type albums yeah extreme metal, um, whatever you want to do it's it's fucking great it's an incredible listen and i if you aren't around them already um get fucked but just a quick bonus one because i did play this this band a lot was deftones on 10 hours mm-hmm. oms was a great album yeah and i think um compared to gore uh yep <laughs> yes sir <laughs> But that, that's me. That's that's my that's my one to five and then six. All right. Number one, no surprise, after our top ten songs, we have the Amity Affliction with 35 hours. I don't think I would ever have seen this day come. No, but neither. Here we are with the Amity Affliction on top. That's actually fucking pretty good. It's pretty heartwarming, to be honest. Yeah. Fucking local boys. Big ups. And... um. Yeah, especially from Gimpy too. Nothing good mm-hmm. comes out of Gimpy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we're a Brisbane band. No, <laughs> You're Gimpy. <laughs> You're from fucking Northern Sunshine Coast. You fuck with. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. Even, they can even... say Sunshine Coast. No, well, it's you go past Noosa, You're not. Yeah, you're not technically, but it's apparently still counted mm. for one yeah, reason or another. No it's else. like a, 
it's like an hour away. I mean, I don't know why we need to claim Gimpy. <laughs> the gold <do>. mines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, albums. Let's start at, let's let's start at ten. Yeah. <laughs> um, one for one. Um, do you want to go? Cool. Proper dose. The story so far: hundred and nineteen plays. I I actually fucked with that album mm-hmm. for like a good week, and then just it just stopped for me. Okay, I love it. I go back to it all the time. It's more or less like the first couple of tracks as well. Mm. I um, get that. Yeah, I love it. It's really good just to put on and just cruise along to as well. So yeah, proper dose story so far. Uh, number ten for me was Willow by Reflections. Um, fucking Christ. Um, I remember listening to like the the album before this thing dropped, and I was like, okay, like there's a lot of clean vocals in like the opening track, and and then the rest of that album it just got more and more disturbing and just dark and fucking disgusting, <laughs> and I was not really prepared for that. So coming into this album, I was like, okay, well let's let's see what it's like, and from start to fucking finish, this thing is unrelenting. It, it puts its fucking foot on your throat and it makes sure that your windpipe is a part of the fucking pavement. This album fucks. And if you're into like the, the really dark deathcore fucking sort of sound, this is right up your alley for sure. Uh, 73 plays for me. All right. Number nine, 147 plays. Trivium, what the dead men say. You bump that album a lot. Yeah, I think it was again like the, a lot of the singles as well, like Catastrophist. I got around a lot, so I think again it was a lot of pre pre release plays. I'm just going back to like just to chuck that song on and then go listen to something else. Quickly bump yeah. those numbers up, but yeah, no, I feel like it's definitely an album that you can kind of get a bit of everything from Trivium. Um, for me, there's maybe one or two songs I will skip in there, the kind of the weird slower ones. To Not to fucking intro. <laughs> Um, no, not even. It's um, I'll fucking I'll go get it up now. If you just want to go, your number nine. Um, a quiet place to die, Alpha Wolf. Yes, um, bro. I am actually surprised that wasn't higher in the metrics. Mm-hmm. I I played that album a lot. Um, but it alternated between this and um, Deftones because they kind of released around the same time, if not the same day. Um, and fuck me dead, dude. Like that album is a fucking rager this album absolutely just deletes everything else that they've done yeah 100 um, i feel like the yeah. i fully I be- this is the new turning point oh, page, yeah. this and the and last I, ep i feel like is the turning page for them yeah dude for sure and honestly bro if if this if this album isn't the fucking thing that gets them like a full worldwide recognition starts getting them on like the european tours yeah like i don't know when it'll happen for them but this has to this be one it, of the yeah. this has to be one of the fucking best australian metal albums that have released this year like i <laughs> last five me. years man it, it's a big release that's a massive call but i'm happy to take it yeah uh, uh, I'll 74 it. plays for me um the song i'd skip is uh bleed into me on trivium Oh yeah, no, I fucking hate that song. So yeah. that's that's my only graph with the album. Except the bass, that fucking bass yeah. line is so sick. <laughs> I love Paulo. Fuck yeah, me. man. 
great streamer too. Go check him out at Kevin already wears fucking Garfield costumes and other weird shit. <laughs> he's a he's plug, a plug, fucking plug, 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 meme. <laughs> oh, he is, bro. He's the um, original egg boy. Yeah. <laughs> Number eight. 153 plays, an album you did not get around whatsoever, and I still fucking love. We have Arizona by Vane. Boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're a fuckwit. Yeah, go on, your album. <laughs> uh, Visions of Bodies Being Burned by um, Big release. I, I actually would say that this was definitely the most interesting album that came up, that came out this year. Yeah. Um, Probably one of the, uh, I mean, looking at this, I've got another two albums on here in the, in this sort of category. But, um, yeah, definitely one of the most interesting um, rap albums um, that I've heard. I never thought, I was never expecting that, especially considering where it was making waves in the Reddit um, threads that I was getting into. So, um, yeah, Visions of Bodies Being Burned. I like that album a lot. Fucking love that uh, album, On man. 78 plays. Yeah, I just want to say that was a really cool find and um, very, very grateful. Oh, dude, same. It, it's something different, man. It really is. I just I just love the fact that they literally brought the entire kitchen or, or at least mm-hmm. the entire like studio into yeah, the kitchen. Yeah, they took the studio went, okay, to the kitchen. It. All right, time to make some fucking steak, boys. <laughs> Whip it out. Um, seven hundred and sixty-four plays. How to Survive a Funeral, Make Them Suffer. Uh, we kind of already touched base on this one. I'm not going to go into That's it. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, big That's release. That's a fucking no-brainer. Um, this one is actually pretty interesting for me. Um, and most of the reason why it is up so high is because Mackenzie and I fucking played this album a lot, trying to figure out where it stacked up in terms of uh, his, uh, well, in terms of their work. Um, Savage Mode 2. 21 Savage and Metro Boomin at number seven with mm. uh, stonking 91 plays. Yep. I um, look personally, it's not the best Savage mode, but I'll fucking take it. Uh, Metro Boomin is in his fucking element again. Yeah. Let, only, only just let down by 21 Savage. But I think, um, mm-hmm. I think Savage has his own solo project ready to go, which is yeah. exactly why it's like, this was a bit yeah, lackluster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saying that though, massive return to form for Metro Boomin, who had some fucking stinkers. Yeah, I feel like he, he definitely strives more in this sort of element though, oh, rather sure. than just being you, doing a couple singles here and there. Oh, fucking oath. That's, that's my number seven. Um, Savage Mode 2. Uh, 91 plays. Number six, we have my... Second favorite pop punk band of all time. We have Neck Deep with all distortions are intentional. 171 plays. Mm. Um, honestly, don't know why this one is so high. Maybe it was a whole um, like the pre-release single play sort of thing. Maybe. Because I'd after say so. a couple of weeks, I don't think I've listened to it again. Uh, that's also just, I haven't really gone back to Neck Deep a lot in general. I mean, if I ever did, it was the three albums beforehand. So, yeah, number six. My number six was um, No Pressure by Logic. His uh, retirement album. (laughs) Look, Bailey, I've said it before and I will say it again. 
that is the best hip hop album of 20 fucking 20. I do not give a fuck what you say about Logic. I don't give a fuck what anyone says about Logic, right? The fact that this album is still being slept on is fucking ridiculous. Uh, I think not just let alone the album, but Logic is being slept on, always has. And look, I mean, I, I get why people don't like him. I understand he's a fucking meme, but only because the internet turned him into one. Right, mm. doesn't help. Doesn't help his case that oh, I'm biracial and care about yourself <laughs> and fucking whatever else. But look, I mean, he come in with so much venom on no pressure. He had something to fucking prove after dropping two to yeah. three duds in a fucking row. Um, yeah, on ninety three plays, it, it's I think going off this. Yep, it's the highest played hip hop album for me this year. Uh, the best hip hop album of twenty twenty. Go fuck yourself if you think otherwise. Number five, we have a big, dark, heavy boy. 173 plays. We've got an immortal by Lorna fucking sure, brother. Oh, fucking hell yeah, brother. <laughs> um, I imagine this will come up for both of us in the coming weeks, so not to touch too much on it. It fucking goes hard. Um, if for whatever reason you haven't listened to it, go chuck it on. Uh, familiar, familiarize yourself with it before we dissect it in the coming weeks. Immortal yes. Lorna Shaw. Um, number five for me is uh, How to Survive a Funeral by Make Them Suffer Indeed at 101 boys. plays. Uh, look, I thoroughly enjoyed this album. Again, I'm going to echo this. It, one of the greatest Australian metal albums to have come out this year. Um, look, I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about it next week. Yeah. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That's my number five. Number four is an album I found this year, a band I found this year and has quickly jumped. I've only recently discovered two, I want to say within the last couple of months, uh, recently discovered and has quickly climbed up to 197 plays. Fucking Christ. Um, The album came out last year. And if Periphery 4 didn't come out last year, this would be my favorite album. And it is White Bat by Here's Legend. Okay. Really fun album. It's got a fucking awesome story to it. It's about the Golden Gate Killer, Golden State Killer. Really cool. Um, it's got rocky vibes. It fucking hits hard at times as well. It's got slower tracks. Um, he's got a sick voice on him too. Um, so yeah, White Bat. He is legend. Quickly fell in love with that and didn't take it off play. My number four is Oms by Deftones again. I um, echoed this a bit earlier on in my um, top played artists. And we're going to rage on about it in the coming weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm going to rage on about it next week for sure. Um, look, it, as soon as it dropped, it's literally been one of the most played <laughs> albums for, for me personally. I don't understand why it's not higher because um, there was a good portion of like the, the week of release. I think it took, like, it took me like a full fucking week to finally stop playing it yeah, at, at least once or twice every mm-hmm. day. Um Yep, 101 plays. Again, just dumb, just dumb, but whatever. Number four, Oms, Death Games. Number three, my first album to crack over 200 plays. We have The Way It Ends by Currents. We talked about it before. Poverty yourself rips assholes. Fucking oath, bro. Yeah, man. Cream pies with no remorse. <laughs> Cream pies for everyone, like Oprah handing them out. <laughs> Damn fucking straight. Um, my number three is Nothing is True and Everything is Possible by Enter Shikari. 
Um, didn't none of the songs really cracked the, the the most played songs, but that was because I literally played the album from start to finish. Mm-hmm. The only way you listen to that album, and fuck you if you're putting it on shuffle, picking that in like certain <laughs> songs. Um, it, the incredible album. I'm gonna rave on about it next week. Awesome. 107 listens, number three. We have what was my number one album all year long in the number two spot as of maybe last week. It was overtaken. No surprises that this is up here. We have the Amity Affliction with Everyone Loves You Once You Leave Them, 238 plays. <laughs> Never did I see Fuck this day me. coming before the album release. And I'm like checking this midway through the year. I'm like, what the fuck? Because it was so far above everyone else. Yeah, but it didn't fucking stop you from listening to it, did it? No, I kept putting it on. <laughs> it's a fucking good album. I don't. I don't I Return to form. That. Congrats, boys. Good work. Um, number two, and um, quite shockingly, honestly, is it comes in waves by the Acacia Strain. <laughs> what? Um, uh, on one hundred and nineteen. Oh, you're gonna be so fucking cranky when you hear number one. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. It's just one of those things where I was like, okay, you'll, it, it, may, it, it makes, makes sense. sense. Um, but yeah, number two, it comes in waves at 119 plays. Look, again, if I could have put this into my 2020 list, I fucking would have. If I could have squeezed it into my end of year as soon as possible, I'd already done it by that point. Um, it would have been number one. It would have taken out number one. <laughs> fucking stupid. It's not at number one, but whatever. 119 plays number two it comes in waves the occasion strain quick question last year number one album periphery four comes in waves yeah fuck i mean (laughs) because i don't think either of them were your number one though it was don tolivar or something no it was bonnie ver that's it bonnie ver had the number one spot and he only took number one i'm it took number one because I think I kind of overplayed P4 okay. a little bit. You have to remember, right? When P4 come out, right? They 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 put it up on their own YouTube, so I paid for yeah. a subscription. <laughs> I bought the physical disc, and then I paid for an iTunes copy. Yeah, like and going back and watching the documentary, you then have to go and put the album on afterwards as well. Yeah, like if if I really had to go back and redo the list, and let's let's just go from like let's just take. Periphery, Acacia, and Bonnie Um Acacia, Periphery, Bonnie Okay. From one to three. Oh, okay. Yep. Nice. Number one. What? Oh, drum roll. Just taken over in the last couple of weeks. We have a recent release, 249, please. We have a Wait, a recent up. release? Well, not recent, recent, but more recent than the Amity Affliction and these other ones. But oh, we okay. have Nectar by Joji. Okay, that's a fucking no-brainer. Moody, feelsy, sad but happy. It's the sushi trash man, pink guy, whatever you want to call him. Filthy Frank. He's the fucking G. The meme machine. Yeah, that's something to write about next week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we both fucking will. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, where he sits on my list is like even disappointing for me because I fucking love that album. Yeah. Um, and what's more disappointing is that my number one is All Distortions Are Intentional <laughs> by Neck Deep with 135 okay. plays. Damn. Now that, 
again, that mostly just comes from Sonderland. Yeah. So, um, um, wait, what was number two? How many did Acacia have? 119. Okay. So, um, I mean, I I even tried bumping <laughs> up the plays for It Comes in <laughs> Waves because I didn't want it to be number one. I fucking tried and I fucking failed. <laughs> um, look, I mean, Sonderland's a fucking great song to start the album off with. I fucking hate Fall to the point where I physically just don't have it mm. in my library anymore. Um, terrible fucking song. The only bad song on that album. Go fuck yourself, Bailey. I know what you're going to say. Don't do it. Mm. Um, look, it, it's whatever. I thought it was a pretty good album. But 135 plays, number one? I don't think I don't think so, mate. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you, <laughs> Apple. Music, you, fucking <laughs> music, you cunt. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You just received That's- our five honourable mentions along with our Apple Music replay of the year. Give you a bit of an insight of what you're going to be hearing in the, the next two weeks. I think we're going to do it. Go 20 to 11 and then 10 to 1. Mm-hmm. Here's how we're going to roll. Do a bit more of a deep dive on the albums. Because a lot of them, I imagine, we, we didn't have the podcast then. So we didn't get a chance to talk about upon release. So it'll be... Nice to yeah. go over them now. For sure. I um I can't fucking wait, bro. Mm-hmm. I really can't. Um man, this is um this has been a, a very big boy. A very big fucking boy. A fucking only, big boy. I only we only had like a, an hour and forty nine minutes of like spare upload time. <laughs> <laughs> before I had to pay like an extra three bucks to fucking get this on there. So I'll, um, I'll, I'll figure that out. But like, fuck dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't um, expect this. Like going no, into it, was like, oh, we haven't really had any releases. Like we'll, we'll hash over the, um, the deaf heaven and the attack attack song and then kind of get into our top five and we don't shut the fuck up, I guess. No. Well, it's, it's, it's really funny. Like when I notice when we get into a role on like things like this, Mm. We are just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. We, we need a third person to just be like, boys, hey. look, time up, time up. We need to like get one of those little flippy time sand things. 30, 30 yeah. minute segments. Yeah. <laughs> it's time we, uh, we're going to have to get one for the albums. Two minutes per album, boys. Time starts now. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe in the future. Uh, <laughs> maybe no stopping future. us now. But yeah, that's our honourable mentions. If um, you have anything to say about um, what we think about the albums that we have mentioned, um, do let us know. Um, however that is, well, I suppose we'll probably post up on Instagram as soon as yeah. this video or sorry, not video, the podcast goes live. Um, we'll ask for your opinions. Uh, hopefully um, you guys feel the same about some of the albums that we have spoken about. Um, if you want to give us your honourable mentions, um, tell us what your Spotify art top artists yeah, were, give us your, Apple Music give us top your artists. Replays. Um, we're not we'll one judge of you if Jen's Jen's your number one. <laughs> that, that's the only thing we'll talk shit on you for. If Jen's your number one genre on Spotify, cucks. Um, but yes, um, I don't really think there's anything else that I need no. to say besides um, I've yeah. been Brody, that's been Bailey. <laughs> Um, we've been the heavy boys. Thank you for um, letting us talk so much shit. I appreciate filling it. your ear holes. Hopefully, hopefully you've got a long drive ahead of for Christmas or something. You can chuck us on. 
because we'll take up with that that whole drive whether it's fucking just moaning want to beat your skull in or you actually enjoy listening to us we'll leave that for you yes 100% and um, <laughs> you know what uh, this has been great um, thank you Bailey it's always a pleasure I oh, um, thank you, enjoy thank doing you. this with you and um, look uh, thank you for listening to Heavy Boys Podcast um, again I'm Brody that's Bailey uh, if you have shit music taste go fuck yourself Bye. Take it easy, folks. <laughs>